Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 500th Talking Comics Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and I am honored to be sharing this episode with my dear friends and co-hosts, Mr. Bob Ryan. Hey, Steve. Happy anniversary. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Joey Braccino is here. I'm Batman. (laughs) Aaron Amos is here. Okay, hi. And, oh, is this your thing now? No, I was going to say something else, but I was like, nope, let me not attack from the guy from right out of the gate. So. <laughs> John Burkle is also in the house. Happy 500 TC family. Yeah, that's right. It is uh, June 23rd, 2021, also known as National Pink Day, National <laughs> Hydration Day, National Pecan Sandy's Day. But the most important day of all, Mr. Joey Bricino's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, dude. I'm in 89. I mean, I'm in 89. I don't know about the most. I kind of like pink, though. Uh, are these national to Canada or national to the United States? <laughs> like, I, I ain't never heard of National Hydration Day. I, I typed in national day and then your birthday, and that's what came up. And I was like, I thought it'd be funny. To like leave Joey's birthday for the last thing, make him wait for it. Now, is it national so, pink day for the singer or for the color? Uh, oh, good point. Uh, I hope there's not some, the color. Okay. I hope there's not some sad sap out there who only drinks water on this day. Once <laughs> <laughs> Today is the day you drink water, everyone. Everyone, run out and get pecan sandies while we we'll wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pause. yeah. Go get your pecan sandies and then come back, and we're gonna have a party. Uh, we are going to have a party because this is a very special episode that we have planned for you this week. Why is it so special? Well, it's because uh, of many of you, and you're going to be making a special guest appearance later on in this show. For the last couple of weeks, uh, you might know we've been asking our friends, listeners, and creator connections to send us emails and audio clips telling us what they like about Talking Comics, and we're going to share those later in the show with you all. Uh, We'll also be having a very special guest dropping by to interview us and ask us a couple of questions and maybe a few other surprises as well. You will see. All right. So some of us have been around for a long time, (laughs) long time. (laughs) 500 episodes is a lot of episodes. I got to tell you, I, um, I don't think it really hit me that we were going to be doing this until the last couple of days. I'd say within the last week, Mm -hmm. it really started to dawn on me. And then last night before I was going to bed, 
I was just thinking back to like the very beginning, like we have a listener question that comes up later in the show that I had to reach out to Bobby and ask him for context and a story and stuff like that. And uh, thankfully he delivered. So look forward to that. And um, just thinking about all the things in, you know, not to start the mushy stuff early, but like <laughs> all the, no, I'm serious. Like all the things in my life that I have going on now and for like the past several years and the friends that I've made and the connections that I've forged with people and stuff like that, the stories I've read, the characters, characters I've been introduced to, this has been just a wild, wild ride for me. We'll get into it a little bit uh, more later, but um, I just want to—I just want to say before we do anything that I'm really happy to be here today, and I'm really happy to have you all here with me doing this. There, there have been a lot of amazing people that have, you know, come through the doors of TC, and especially the podcast. And of course, our contributors and stuff like that. And I am just delighted to be here with you guys today. And uh, all right, let's let's get into it. Uh, how do you feel now that we've made it to the 500th episode? Did you ever think that the show would be around for this long? And are you proud of what we've built, Bob? I figured you were coming to me first. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. We... Bobby and Jackie and Jackie Turner at that point, Jackie Ormond now, and Brian Verderos and I were the fanboy remix podcast where we actually made it to a hundred with literally dozens of listeners, which was fun. So the idea that we are at 500, it is a decade is stunning. There are, I would, I would, not think there are many who do what we do who have been around as long as we have been. We are here because I think we did quickly build something different, something special with a diversity of voices and opinions. We talked about issues that other podcasts were not or weren't interested in. You have to remember where comics were 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we had anything to do with the larger issues, maybe some, but what we certainly had uh, accumulated were a, a, a bunch of listeners who became friends and family who found us a safe space where those issues that were important to them, they're important to us too. And that set us apart. I'm very proud of what we've done across all these years. And as you say, all the people who've come through the door, sat in these chairs, all have embraced that same ethos and I'm very, very happy to still be here. Absolutely. Joey, what about you? Yeah, no way. There was no <laughs> way. <laughs> Y'all had me on back on like episode 83 and I was like, there's, there's, a, there's definitely an expiration date on this bunch of jamokes. In this. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, um, I'm, 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 I'm with you, Steve, on the idea of like 500 kind of snuck up on us. I knew it was coming. We've been talking about it for months. We had a plan yeah. and everything. But it wasn't until I sat down and started like listening to the call-in files that everyone sent us and reading. Oh, they're them. amazing! They're so good, and I, I'm really glad that we got to we're getting the opportunity to to, to work them into the show. But it, it really put into context, like you know how long we've been doing this, but also you know the nature of comics and the nature of podcasting. Anyone can jump in at any time. 
You know, there's some calls where folks are like, I've been listening since day one. And there are some folks that are like, I started listening last month, you know? And, yeah. and I, I think that comics are like that, right? Like any given Wednesday, you can go into a comic shop and start reading comics. There's going to be a new number one, or there's going to be a new storyline or something like that. And podcasts are the same way too. And, and we've kind of run the podcast like that. Um, so with that in mind, you know, I don't think I don't think it's surprising that that we're still doing it, and I don't think it's surprising that that we're we're gonna keep doing it for as long as we can. Because I think I said this a couple of weeks ago: like the comics are always new. Like there's always something on the stand. There's always something to read, and whether it's us around the table now or a whole new cast of folks, um, there's always going to be something to talk about. So. No, I'm not surprised we hit 500, and um, I'm eager to see where we go from here. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Aaron, you're a relatively new hire to the podcast, but we've been friends for what feels like pretty much since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you've had a really unique introduction to Talking Comics as a listener and then as a friend, and now as a podcast host. So we're 500 episodes into this thing when you started listening to the show all the way back when like did you ever assume that it would lead here well i will say when i started listening i I actually started listening for the reasons that as you'll hear in in bobby's talk uh, that the podcast was actually created um that that point in time a point in comics history and at the time i did not know that was why you know, this show had been created, even though you could obviously see what the number of episodes were. I just assume it was sort of a continuation of something else. So I didn't really know where everyone was in the process. And the chemistry of that group seemed so established. I just made the assumption that this was sort of just an extension of something else that had already um, occurred. So I don't know if I had a time limit in my head. Um, I will say that Every now and again, you know, as I have, you know, gotten to know people we've met up at, you know, the various cons and, you know, different things have happened and different friendships have, you know, been created. Um, It's almost like I I recognize mileposts, you know, in the process and realize, you know, wow, it's been three years since I met. Oh, wow, this is my third or fourth Comic-Con with these guys. Wow, this is, you know, um, this whole thing has come and run its course in the time that I've known these people. So it becomes... You know, it it becomes interesting to look back and see those things. I tend to never really look forward, you know, for how long things can happen. Because I think if you do that, you'll become anxious about when it is going to end. I Mm -hmm. sort of just examine the the moments as they occur. Um, So looking back now, it seems more like an accomplishment to have done it, you know, especially for you guys that have been here since, you know, minute one. Um, but when you look at the individual parts and pieces, they all seem to just fit exactly where they were supposed to fit and sort of be that natural evolution. I think it's in part because the show doesn't rest on the existence of one. Well, okay. Except Bob, but (laughs) the show as the calls, as the calls will indicate, Bob is the, uh, I mean, bread and butter spine and brain of this operation. If Bob leaves, I'm out of here, but, um, (laughs) but, but, um, you know, I think it's because there's a diversity of thought and a diversity of contributions, um, that 
and as we have grown, as the coasts have grown and evolved, and the, the industry has grown and evolved, maybe not always in the same directions, but you know that has created the the riveting conversations that people have mentioned in there, you know, in some of their messages. I think that is why um, it it doesn't feel as though it's running its course um, the way it probably would had the format been the exact same and you had the same contributors across the board for, you know, the entirety of that time. Because I think from, even though from the contributor's perspective, it seemed fresh and new from the reader's perspective, they may begin to expect certain things. So I think that that freshness has made it seem like it hasn't been that long. Um, so I think that I, that's probably how I've looked at things. Sort of, it, it's it's the show reinvents itself, the show evolves, and so it, it maybe maybe this is the over the five hundredth overall episode. But I feel like the show has reinvented itself several times, and maybe it's you know maybe this is <laughs> maybe like the the fiftieth episode of this iteration of the show. So that's how I look at it. That's a really good way to look at Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I've been getting all kinds of like interesting perspectives as to what this thing is and what it's meant and especially what it's meant to other people listening to some of those audio files that were sent in. Those really uh, were kind of a wake up call for me in certain ways. We'll uh, we can talk more about that later. I want to get around to John. Yes. So John, you were a site contributor and writer for the longest time and, you know, doing some of the most major books uh, mm-hmm. for the site and stuff like that. And then now here you are. And, uh, you know, what is what has it been like for you to to kind of write, uh, be on the writers and the talking comics and then come into this podcast or be a fan of the podcast and then join it for this? Well, it's kind of yeah, no, it's kind of crazy because the the first episode I listened to was when you the Winter Soldier was coming out and I was kind of looking for some podcasts to, to listen to while I did things. And I saw that uh, you did a big take on the Engel, Engelhart years. And I was like, well, if they like the Engelhart bat, uh, Captain America, then I'm, I'm on board with this episode. Uh, and so I listened to that and then I downloaded some, some, I just kept downloading it. And that was when it was uh, kind of like the core original four. So it was you, Bobby, Stephanie and, and Bob. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I listened weekly and I never thought any part of me would ever be like a contributor or anything like that. And then Joey joined and, and Joey asked for some site contributors. And so I had some things and uh, I emailed them and I was like, ah, oh, they're going to hate this. So never, never, uh, I'm not going to bother with that. Uh, and then Joey emails me back and he says, hell yes, put this up and test this out. And, uh, and so then it just kind of evolved from, uh, writing reviews to writing big things. And every time I sent Joey an idea, I always expected like, this is the one that he's going to say no to. And he just never said no. Uh, and, and I think the craziest thing I ever did, and, and it kind of leads into something we'll talk about later, but it's like when this fantastic four was coming back and I knew Bob was excited and Bob and I had shared a few emails here and there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask Bob what, what fantastic fours I should read. And of course, Bob emails back all of them. So I read them all over a summer. And and, uh, so I went from being a fan to writing for the site. And then as I did that, it's like suddenly, hey, you want to come on? And I was like, I'm not the voice that you need on this show, but okay. Uh, Because I have 
I, you know, I didn't know what else I could contribute. And then over the last, I would say three years, I, I came on more and more. Uh, I wrote a lot and, and, uh, I think Aaron, Aaron got it absolutely right. The show might be at 500, but the show changes. It adapts. Um, it, it kind of is fluid like comics where people come in and out and sometimes people revisit. And I think the beauty of that is, is that, yes, the, the five of us seem to be doing it now, but 10 years from now, there could be so many more con- contributions and so many more voices. And I think that we've created a home. And, and as people listen to this episode, we've created a podcast home for people like-minded and who every Wednesday is important to them. And, and just to be sitting here now to know that, that uh, I, I have that kind of impact and that we have that impact, that we make people's day, that we make, we make people's week, just makes me want to keep going for as long as I feel that I am a, a viable contributor and I have something to offer. And I know that when maybe that day comes that I'm not, somebody else will step up. And, and I think talking comics has a very long life ahead of it. Hell yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an episode. It's okay. It's uh, hydration I, day. So we'll just keep drinking yeah, our water. Keep hydrating, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hydrate, hydrate. water? Um, I should probably say if it, if it hasn't been obvious already, uh, we're, not likely we'll, we'll talk about comics obviously and we'll talk about maybe some books but we're not going to be doing our regular lightning rounds and open discussions and stuff like that this episode um this episode is is dedicated to all of you out there and and to us by extension and so we'll be back next week with you know our our regular rigmarole but i also want to say that we do have some very cool ideas in the works and um there'll be some really cool changes to talking comics uh coming in the the back half of this year and um you know small things to start but just little things where you could maybe get at us a little bit more and um you know speaking of voices that we have on the show uh we're gonna kind of introduce the rotating chair a little bit more so we can get a few more people on here to uh, talk with us and share their thoughts about comics. So um, it's all coming together a little by little. We kind of wanted to get through this milestone first, and then we're going to do our best to kind of hit the ground running after this, uh, after being, you know, kind of revitalized in a way by a lot of these emails and messages. And, and also if you didn't send anything in for this episode, that is a hundred and ten percent totally cool if you even thought about it we appreciate you if you listen to this show in any capacity we appreciate you and and you know just know that if you don't hear your voice on the show that you're still here celebrating with us all right um all right let's really quick go around the horn here and then we're going to get to some of our recordings and uh just give us like the Cliff's Notes version of some of your favorite uh, Talking Comics podcast memories. Um, Joey, why don't we start with you? Oh, I don't remember anything. It's like, <laughs> uh, I, I've been here so long. 
Everything <laughs> just rolls together. No, I th- a couple of moments stand out. Stand out. A lot of books, you know, like Finding Giant Days Together, I think was a good one. And, and watching that grow, the Wicked and Divine winning uh, the best comic was was pretty awesome. Um, meeting everyone. I think that's I think that's the big thing, right? Whether it's the people around the table, like forging these friendships, but also getting the opportunity to like meet and talk with creators that I love, like. I will never, I don't know if anybody at home knows this, but Sarah and I interviewed Kieran Gillen. I don't know <laughs> there if anybody it is. knows that. <laughs> uh, but that was Every such a time. fun, random, like, um, interview that we did, like, on a Saturday morning or something. And, and she and I were the only ones uh, able to do it. And it was just an awesome conversation. And a conversation that went so many different ways. I'll never forget, too, at the first Comic Con I went to, um, like missing Kieran and Jamie everywhere they were. Like I missed them at their tables. I missed them at their interviews. Like I just could not find them anywhere to talk to them. And then like on the last day in the final hour, I was like, I'm going to do just one more pass around, you know, the, the tables and see if I, I spot them, see if there's anybody I missed. And I was walking up like the middle aisle towards the back and I just see them just standing there talking to each other and I peed a little and then I walked (laughs) over and I was like, guys, what's up? I'm a big fan. You know, it's time my books and we're having a conversation and I look over and fucking Matt Wood is standing there watching this happen, laughing his ass off. (laughs) I'm like, ah, I'm so mad that he's watching me. I feel so embarrassed, but it was, it was, it was a really wonderful moment. And it's like, it's that kind of thing, right? Like, what I love about being on the show is that it, we have the opportunity to interact with, you know, people whose work we love and read, but we're also fans and, you know, all the conversations we've had, like, those are my fondest memories, like talking about March for the first time or reading Ta-Nehisi Coates yeah. Black Panther or like, you know, just finding a random number one. Like last week when we talked about next nice house on the lake or whatever the, the book was called, right? Like that, that is the title of the, that book. Is the book, right? Like, <laughs> Like, you know, just picking up a random number one and, and that synergy, like coming together. Like, I, yeah. I love that. And and that's what keeps me going, like week to week to week. Um, that That is – and that I have a space to do that. You know, I, I talk about this a lot with, you know, uh, my friends who are like, oh, you have a podcast. It's so interesting. Like, uh, what's that like? And I said <clears> – and I always tell them, like, I used to be, like, very self-conscious about just like hearing myself talk. Everybody is right. Like everyone's self-conscious hearing playback of themselves. Yeah. And uh, doing the podcast has like really helped me find comfort with my voice and like just really being comfortable almost in my own skin in a lot of ways Um, because it's a platform for that. And and I think the, 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 the atmosphere and the culture and the, the, the type of conversations we have are are really great for that. So it's hard for me to pinpoint like a single episode, but um, there's just, uh, you know, every, every time we get around the table to chat, something wonderful happens. And uh, that's my fondest memory. (laughs) Um, Let's see, John. Just the, the subject matter that we bring to the show, I think it's a little different. We see things a little bit um, deeper, um, maybe 
maybe we see too much in comics, but I would say my, my fondest memories are some of the, the, the insightful conversations we've had uh, over the years, uh, over the months. Um, my, my personal fondest memory is I, I remember the first time I did a lightning round. Um, you made me follow Bob. Uh, <laughs> Bob with his concise, what is it? One page, Bob? One, 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 page? one and a half gets me five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bob went five minutes. I went 15. Um, and <laughs> I just kept rambling and rambling and rambling. Um, but just, you know, I think we have a lot of fun around here. We, um, I think we just, we give each other shit and it, and it's all in good fun, except when Joey, uh, texts me in all caps. Um, <laughs> You've got to take it seriously, John. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, one thing we really need to do more, I think we need to have more X talk. I don't know. <laughs> totally, totally, totally agree. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> that balloon is going to pop real soon. I, I, yeah. As an X-Men fan, as a longtime X-Men fan, that balloon is going to pop so hard. And we're going to, like, just flip tables and be mad about it. <laughs> no. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think we've created a, a very nice culture and, and every, I look forward to every Monday or Tuesday night or whenever we do this and just get together. And, and uh, it, it's like a group of friends just talking and it happens to become a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we leave pretty much everything in the show. We do little edits here and there uh, in case anybody needs to go do anything. But beyond <laughs> that, I love that the show, it is what, you know, what you get in terms of us and us just being goofy and hanging out and spending time together and talking about comics and stuff like that. All right. Um, Aaron, what, uh, what are some of your fondest podcast memories? I'll let you know when I have one. No, actually my favorite moment was actually, I don't know if this is really a podcast moment, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, (laughs) It was the, my first New York comic con. Um, after I had started listening to the show, um, and obviously, uh, fell in love with, you know, Bob's insight and everything. And so I'm walking around and I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm walking around. This is, we actually met, I think this, this podcast, this, that year, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but I'm walking around, um, and I'm sort of having sort of a sensory overload reaction because there's so much going on. If anyone's been to the Javits during New York Comic Con and you're on the floor and there's, everything's like big and bright and it's like a, it's like dangling like giant keys in front of you. This, you just can't not see all the shiny things happening. Um, and I'm walking around and I, I'm on one of the rows where, you know, they have all these different booths set up for different shows and different, you know, just artists. It wasn't exactly Artist Alley. It was that other booth that's next to the floor. Um, and I see a table and it was a podcast. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that they had those here. Um, but for some reason, and it had a name that was very similar to Talking Comics. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was super, super similar. And I walk over and I'm like, I just assumed that it was Talking Comics. And so I started chatting <laughs> with them. They're chatting. Wait, and I started chatting with them and they're chatting with me. Because at the time I was listening to two podcasts, the other podcast was there and I actually got it right. I didn't realize they were going to be there, but they were there and I actually met them and I actually got it right. 
Uh, so I walk over to this one, you know, feeling my oats, thinking, hey, okay, I'm going to be a two for two. And I'm chatting and I'm like raving about Bob. And they're just like, they let me go on for like, this is true story, let me go on for two minutes. And they're like, first of all, we don't know who Bob is. Or what, or why you believe he's on this show? And I'm like, have a nice day, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> just turn and let. I think I actually ended up meeting you guys at the Beer Authority like the next night or something like that. Um, it was, it was my introduction, but it was that sort of that was sort of the beginning of you know I guess if you want to call it taking my engagement and involvement with talking comics to like the next level, because prior to that, it was, you know, similar to listening to the radio. You hear people's voices and you, you know, you, you get things from them, but you, you realize it's one way. Um, but that was the point at which things sort of became a, a less of a, a fan or sort of listener and more of a, a, a member of the, the group. And it sort of just grew from there, you know, looking forward to, to, Comic-Con every year was just sort of like a highlight, you know, realizing that October was coming up was just a highlight and just the the things that, you know, we would get to do sitting on that Algonquin, you know, table, um, ordering what was like the brisket burger and watching Steve struggle to, <laughs> to get his eyes down. Um, you know, it was just, you know, those were the moments where I was just like, this is really a thing. I'm really a part of this. And it was an honor. And it was just, you know, I never would have imagined from those sittings that it would, you know, we'd be having, I'd be having this conversation right now, but it, that was sort of the beginning. And, you know, it's just sort of gotten better and better since then. All right there, Bob, what, uh, what do you got for us? Uh, all sorts of stuff. As everyone's talked about it, it, the length of time this has all been going on, it really only hit me when I started to make a list of these things and start to look at how far back these dates go and some of these highlights occurred. But on, on a more general level, it's the meetups that we're all talking about, whether it's in the old forums that used to be so much fun when such things really were fun and, and, and were viable, in email conversations, in personal meetups with those creators, with with people at, at, the, at the Beer Authority, at the Algonquin, wandering around a show, having people... I've told this story. I, I called a new oil burner repairman, and it turns out he was a listener. He recognized my voice <laughs> over the phone. And, and, and it's amazing. When we did our 100th at Reese's, I was sitting at the bar ordering a drink from our old friend Fritz, and fella comes up behind me and taps me on the shoulder. Are you Bob? Well, last time I checked, yeah. Um, we came all the way from Baltimore to come to this 100th live episode. Someone drove six and a half hours to come to a bar in Patchogue to hear us clown around for an hour. You, you, you start to have such wonderful warmth hearing things like that. And in, in the more specific sense, though still somewhat general, that we've been doing this for so long that there are so many creators whose careers have paralleled ours, have grown with us. And you look and see that people like Kelly Sue DeConnick, Jeremy Whitley, Kristen Gudsnut, Caitlin Diarski, Sean Lewis have been on board and been here and chatted with us. And you, now they're doing these amazing books for major companies that are becoming motion pictures and television shows. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it is something special to think that we were some even infinitesimal part of all that. I also want to say that we have two teachers here 
And if you would ask me when I was a kid what I wanted to do besides being the center fielder for the San Francisco Giants, which was not going to happen either, um, I wanted to be a school teacher. And having this forum, I've sort of gotten to have that in, in some odd little way. That all this weird stuff that's been rattling around in my head actually is finally of some use. And it's because of this forum that I actually taught a class at my library that all you folks got to come see. And I, I count that as a really proud moment. Individual episode by episodes. John, that Engelhart episode is one of my absolute favorites that I got mm-hmm. so much chance to, to speak to this man who did so many books that I loved as, as a teenager. And it's across all these years of these people that I got to speak to Trina Robbins. That mm-hmm. people whose work meant something, and, and across all these years that we had, well, there's one week, for instance, in July of 2012, in the course of a week, Kelly Sue DeConnick was on for the first time, so was Trina, and I got my first letter from Sarah, all in one week in 2012. <laughs> um, that Wonder Woman roundtable we did, I always cite as something really special. Even though, you know, you talked before, Steve, about not editing anything. I wanted Bobby to let me redo that opening so many times, and he wouldn't. Oh. I was so nervous. I, You were sitting next to me. I was shaking to try to, to, to in, 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 go through Wonder Woman's origin in, in front of, though not really in front of, in front of Trina and Greg Rucka and Carolyn and Mara, no less. I have two academics and two of the greatest writers in comics, and I'm, I'm espousing some silliness. I remember thinking on that episode, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you guys all did fine. We had, we had a great conversation, but we, across all these years that we had these folks on who've become friends of the show, I got to talk to Gail Simone. I, I, my favorite goofy one, and I'll end with this one, because uh, I, I had pitched to Bobby that I, I thought, because they had just done a comic book, that would be really fun to talk to Jen and Sylvia Saska. <laughs> and we were we were sitting in Bobby's office at that point, Steve. I remember that night. And we, we were running a little long. And, and Bobby is, is passes me over a note, like, one more question. And I wrote back, well, I've got one that's got two parts. It'll be good. Trust me. <laughs> and uh, I had done some research and knew that if I asked this question, what kind of answer I'd get in both parts? And was what would what would your fans be surprised about that you really love? And their answer was Beyonce. Yes, <laughs> right? I remember this. And I think you started singing with them a little bit, and we're having some fun. And Bobby's looking at me with like, "Okay, I, that was worth it." Okay, and and then the question was, I also hear you're a very big fan of a certain musical. Not missing a beat, they break into Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors in perfect two-part harmony. <laughs> just, just out of nowhere. And it's those unexpected moments. Peter, David, and Stephanie talk about poutine for 45 minutes. <laughs> M- Matt Fraction going on a David Bowie riff for probably a half hour on his first appearance with us. Yeah, The, the wonderful surprises we got from people who, because we had set this up to all be conversations and not just interviews, turned Every appearance from everybody, uh, Aaron, you and John, when you were just guests, Joey, would you pop in early on before you came on full time? It was all something 
casual that could still be deep at the same time. And maybe because of that, it was deeper than a series of just rote question and answers. And those are just all great memories for me. Sorry to have rambled, but I'm no, that's, no, that's no. Me. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, talking about guests and stuff like that, there's always that little, little nagging voice in my head that's like, what if the personalities don't mesh? Like, we love this person's work, but we've never talked to them before. But we have been so fortunate in having so many just incredibly talented people and good souls on this show from from people that have uh, crossed into our path and whatnot. And so many of those interviews and episodes have been really, really special. So for me, this is kind of podcast adjacent, but I wouldn't have been there without the podcast. But I mean, above and beyond anything that this podcast has has given me personally, uh, I met my wife. I met Bronwyn because of this <laughs> podcast and because of this show at the uh, Stitch Bar and and very much because of Stephanie, because I was her plus one and she you know convinced me to hang out with her for the night. And uh, I ended up meeting my future wife and my my favorite human in the entire world. So that is above and beyond anything that I ever would have expected from signing on to this show or volunteering for this show. Um, we already mentioned the you know New York City Comic Con meetups, the Algonquin, the Beer Authority. That party, I don't remember what year it was. But there was a year where they ended up having to move us to the roof, Oof, the rooftop bar, yeah. because we had so many people. That was like 2016. Talking comic. Yeah. yeah like it was 2016. Was a, there was Mara, like a, Ma, right. Mara was here from mm-hmm. Arkansas. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a baller year for talking comics. If you were hanging out with us that night, people from all over the world showed up at the Beer Authority to chill with us and they had to move us to the roof. And I just like remember, like people from from France, I believe, had come over. Australia, Australia, Australia. yeah, Australia. like, like yeah. it was just it was wild. I remember we closed that place down. People were, were meeting each other for the first time, listeners each other for the first time, and and sharing stories. And that was a that was a truly amazing. And I was walking on air that night. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Uh, man, all the Talking Comics Award shows that we've done, they're, they're very stressful. They're a lot of work, but you also get to read so many incredible things and you get to read things that you wouldn't normally read, but because your co-hosts and your friends are so passionate about these stories, that's the time of the year to dig into those things and, you know, learn a couple of things, maybe discover uh, a new genre or a new creator that you want to follow uh, from that from that show and, and everything like that. The radio plays have been really special. Uh, the 100th podcast celebration that we did at uh, Reese's was really great. Uh, Bob, you do like you were in in full showman mode. It was comic night. book comic book Jeopardy. <laughs> you looked you looked really good in your suit and your your cards and everything, and that was just that was really great to see. And then. Um, you know, so many other moments too, but most recently, uh, two moments that really stick out for me is adding Aaron and John to the show, hearing the chemistry and knowing that they needed to be a part of this show in a more permanent capacity, kind of like 
sitting back and and just listening to the excitement in the room and and knowing that this was a thing that had to happen and knowing that the show would change. You talked about the evolution of the show earlier, but those moments where I basically not saying it to the group, but saying it to myself is like, this is a thing that we should do or explore. Um, I think was really special for me because I, I really do appreciate you guys being here a whole lot. You talk about that evolution, Steve, at each step when, when things have changed, the changes have been so positive, so invigorating. So many new things have been brought to the table, whether it was Mara and Joey, certainly Melissa and Jessica and Sarah and Aaron and John. Those are the things, that, as, as you were saying before, Aaron, it's almost as if each of these eras is their own little run, as in a run of comic books. Hey! Hey! Huh? Huh? Expanded upon my genius. My, expanded upon my fondest memory is wrecking you all at uh, Geek Trivia. Trivia. Yes, that's that's my fondest memory. <laughs> uh. right. I tied you we'll once. See. I tied you once. That's as close as I've ever gotten. <laughs> Hi all, this is Stephanie Cook, former co-host of Talking Comics, and um, I'm just sending in a little message to say congratulations on Talking Comics number 500. That's incredible. Uh, You have all been around for so long and have been such a treasure to the comics community, and I'm so honored to have been a part of that. Um, I don't know kind of what to say. You know, I was trying to think back on some of my favorite moments uh, from Talking Comics, and I can't really narrow it down to just one. Um, But I think New York Comic Con, when we all got to meet in person for the first time, was one of my most treasured moments. Um, I still have a photo of me, Bob, Bobby, and Steve, uh, and Bobby wearing the Talking Comics shirt uh, framed at home. And, um, you know, it it's up and it just brings me so much joy every single time I look at it. And um, it, it being Talking Comics has been such an integral part of my journey in the industry and in learning more about comics, learning more about writing, editing, uh, and just learning how to look at a comic objectively and appreciate everything that's there. Um, I love you all so much and I will never ever forget my time on Talking Comics and uh, all the bonding and all the moments we shared together. So congrats on 500 and here's to 500 more. Hi. I'm David Pepos, the writer of Spencer and Locke, the OZ, and Scout's Honor, and I'm pleased to be here on the 500th episode of Talking Comics. Uh, I've been uh, a, a longtime listener of Talking Comics and, and was honored uh, enough to be part of the uh, the podcast uh, for my first book, Spencer and Locke, and uh, they've been kind or foolish enough to have me on every book since. Uh, the thing I love most about the Talking Comics crew is not just their passion for the medium or their passion for the books, but the fact that they are genuinely passionate about the creators behind your favorite comics as well. It's something that I will always be grateful for and uh, I'm excited for another 500 episodes. Thanks so much for having me guys and uh, congratulations on the big 500. Hi there, my name is Carolyn and this is my Talking Comics origin story. 
Back in 2012, I was writing an article about Wonder Woman, so I started listening to a lot of comics podcasts so I could write about how fans reacted to different Wonder Woman stories. Then in April of 2013, I saw this online petition that was against the new 52 Wonder Woman, and I thought, that Bob guy from Talking Comics would probably like this. So I forwarded it to him, and he wrote me back, and the next thing I knew, I was recording a Wonder Woman roundtable with Bob and Bobby and Steve and Mara and Greg Rucka and Trina Robbins, and then I was on the podcast a bunch more times, and I was hanging out with the gang at cons and emailing with other listeners and writing more articles and a book and then another book all of which were commented on and really supported by TCers, especially Bob. In short, I was welcomed into the Talking Comics family really quickly, and if you're listening, you already know that this is a pretty wonderful group of people to have spent the last eight years with and to be family with. So thanks to all of the hosts and guests across 500 episodes, and thanks to my fellow listeners. I'm really grateful to be a part of it. I love you, nerds and misfits. Excelsior! Hey, my name is Caitlin Yarsky, and I wanted to give a shout out to Talking Comics. It's a podcast that is extremely open, honest, and willing to delve into heavy topics that can be hard to talk about, but are really worth exploring. This was especially true for our conversation around the series Bliss by Sean Lewis, and the themes around parenting, addiction, trauma, and lizard monsters. Congrats on your 500th show, guys, and thanks for everything. Hey there, Talking Comics gang. It's me, Whitley! 500 episodes a day. Uh, wow. That's quite a lot of talking about comics. Surely you've said everything there is to be said by now, right? Comics is all talked out. Now, on, on the way to the, the next medium. Have you thought about magazines? I guess there's not many of those anymore. Anyway, joking aside, talking comics has been a huge part of my life. I started listening to you guys years ago during the Bobby and Steph times, and what immediately stuck out to me was that it was a podcast where there was room for all sorts of voices. From the people that make up the Talking Comics squad, to the people that do reviews on the website, to the guests you have on your show, Talking Comics always takes the step to make sure that you're not just coming from one small corner of fandom, and I appreciate that. I think it's important to have those voices. I could talk about it all you guys, and how much I love you all day long, but I really want to share two things while I'm here that give me hope as a creator. The first one is Bob. I think that as a creator, it's easy for me to get cynical about people who are longtime fans of comics. There's so many contingencies out there of fans who wanted exactly the way it was when they got into comics, be it a return to the old white lineup, a, a desire for all the female superheroes to be sexy, or just for things to be grittier and more cynical. When I hear somebody like Bob talk about having been with the medium since the early days of Fantastic Four, and in some cases hear him express preferences that predate the guys who were whining about how it used to be, but for him to still be so open to new heroes and new stories with the characters he cares about, it means a lot. I think a lot about how much of what we do is, is walking in the shoes of the giants that came before us, and how... I sometimes get to play in the worlds that were made by Stan and Jack and Steve and John, but I think we honor their memory most when we create things both in and out of their world that face the issues of today in the same in the same ways with the same tenacity that they face theirs. 
I know that as long as Bob loves the books I'm putting out, that I must be doing something right. Thank you, Bob. As for the second thing I wanted to talk about, Sarah, I'm going to make you cry now. What I do every time I come on here. (laughs) When we put comics out into the world that deal with real issues, the most we can do is hope that they will connect with someone. That someone will take something from the books we wrote and carry that somehow forward into their own life and that it will make their life better in some way. I can't speak for every writer, but for me, that's the holy grail. And knowing that Unstoppable Wasp has had that effect, that it has on you, and that I was able to play some small part in you feeling comfortable enough to come out on the podcast was an absolute joy, and I'm incredibly thankful to know you and to be your friend. I'm also thrilled to have gotten your help in writing some stuff. Uh, Your advice on writing Young Elsa was invaluable, and I think it made that book a lot better than it would have been otherwise. You're incredible, you're strong, and I can't wait for the next con where we'll be able to be in the same place and get to hang out again. And that goes for all of you. I can't say I missed being mashed into small spaces with giant crowds of people, but I really did miss New York Comic Con last year because I didn't get to hang out with you guys. So, until then, until we see each other again, Steve, Bob, Sarah, Bronwyn, Joey, Aaron, John, John, Bobby, Steph, Mara, Matt, Dr. Carolyn Coca, Jessica, Melissa, and of course, Hugh, and all the other Talking Comics family, amazing work, and here's to the next 500, to be continued. <laughs> Too much already. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know that you all mean so much to us. And uh, oh god! All right. I, before before I start tearing up, Bob. Yeah. Please. I in looking through the, the, my notes. First time I heard from Jeremy Whitley, it's 2013. What? Uh, yes, I, I got a letter from him just uh, talking about Princeless, which I. Uh, I had seen that cover when we were going to tour um, for those wacky Wednesdays we used to do. And yeah. Rob only had one or two copies. And I picked up and said, wow, this is really interesting. Said, yeah, well, you can't have that one. It goes to somebody else. Someone, oh, okay. And you know, things slip by. You. So many books come out, forgot all about it. And Jeremy wrote to say he loved what, how we talked about uh, diversity and empowerment of female characters. And he had this little book he'd, he wanted to recommend to me, Princeless which I have now gifted, I can't tell you how many times mm-hmm. to people, and that Jeremy, remember the first time we met him and uh, Jamal? Jamal yes. Idol, uh, at, at hand, the little Hanley's where I got lost for a half an hour because the store moved and it was all crazy. <laughs> but it, it's wonderful to have those those relationships with someone like Jeremy. And Stephanie's message, yeah, Stephanie was, Stephanie debuted the episode after I first guest hosted. Episode <laughs> Episode 8, uh, December 7th, 2011. A date which will have not oh. an infamy, but talking comics history. Yeah. The only thing that would have made her message better was to do it in the Mole Man voice. Oh, God, the- oh, God, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's, uh, you know, writing graphic novels. Hardcore yes. creator. Yeah. She'll be uh, on with us yeah, again she- soon. Yes. 
Yes, and she'll she'll be coming up later in the show uh, for for a listener question. Uh, Joey, yeah. we got an email from Brian. Yeah. Why don't you read that? Dear Talking Comics crew, I want to congratulate you on your 500th episode. Thanks, Brian. A bit about my comics origin story. I grew up reading Spider-Man and X-Men and lost interest in comics for 15 years or so. And then in 2014, when Ms. Marvel came out, I started getting back into comics. I was excited by the prospect of a female Muslim hero that reminded me of how I felt reading Spider-Man back when I was a kid. At that time, I was starting to listen to podcasts and stumbled upon your show. I was hooked by the crew's chemistry. I was also so happy to find a show that reflected my values, an unapologetic commitment to diversity and social justice. I went back and started listening to the back episodes, and I've gotten into so many comics that I would have ever given a thought to to reading before discovering the podcast. Every member of the past and present crew added their own personality and taste, which I incorporated into my own comic reading. When I visited my friend who lives in Long Island – I got him to take me to Android's Amazing Comics. I thank you so much for helping me rediscover my love for comics and fictional storytelling. You also helped me get through this tough year and a half. My question to the crew, what are some of your favorite comic series that you've gotten into during your time on the show that you thought you might not have liked but were pleasantly surprised by? Mm. Thanks, Brian, for your email. Oh, lovely email. I'll answer first since I just read the email. I... Never in my life. I said this when we we when Jess talked about Batman all the time. I was like, I have never in my life would have thought I would be reading Batman every other week. Um, but hearing Jess talk about it every week just got me got me into it. And I continue reading Batman to this day. Same thing with when Aaron was talking about Justice League Dark. Like that is not a book I would have picked up ever. But, you know, he ranted and raved about it for months and and I uh, made it all the way to the uh, award show. Um, so those are definite ones. The, the one that is so naughty and I can't believe you guys read is Sunstone. <laughs> it's so naughty. It's so naughty. Um, and I also remember reading uh, Nana when Mara brought it to yes. the show. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. She made us read manga every week. <laughs> she was like, if, she was like, if I'm hosting this show, you're reading manga. And we were like, yes, ma'am. Um, and uh, yes, doctor. Um, and uh, I loved it. I loved that book. It was so good. So there's always every week there's books that I never would have thought I would have read. Um, when I started this show, I was just reading X-Men all the time. And then I stopped reading X-Men because it wasn't that good. And now I'm back to it, you know? Um, so it, it, I'm, I'm always surprised and happy when, when a new book uh, finds its way onto my pull list. Oh boy. Uh, Bob, what do you got for this? Well, Sunstone was on my list too. I have to tell you, Joey, uh, I'm glad I met, I brought that to the table. I remember being at Steve's and Bobby was actually there live. And I brought this book and the two of you guys were pawing over it. Literally. Like what is Bob? Re- <laughs> What is going on with that? Uh, historically, going back to the beginning of the show, Batwoman, the Rucka J.H. Williams, which I was not into Batman at all. Batwoman definitely struck me hard. And Jess's talk about Batman, same idea, Joey. I hadn't read Batman in years, probably since Alan Davis was doing the book years ago. Steve brought me Jessica Jones by Kelly Thompson. I had no interest in the character because of television, but the book was just marvelous and the art incredible. Number one winner, though, Giant Days. Absolutely Giant Days. John, why don't you give me a little bit more time here? 
Well, Joey mentioned Aaron's unwavering love for Justice League Dark, I think, hooked us all just this past winter. Uh, I burned through that book like it was going out of style, and now I read it monthly. Um, A book that uh, stuck out to me, though, when this... You, Steve, brought Shelter to the show. Oh, yes. Shelter is so good. (laughs) That's a book I probably would have never picked up, but you talked about it every time it came out. And I'm like, this is a book I got to read because I I love the concept. And that's a great book. And actually, one of the things in my – another question later, um, but it's got to be Fantastic Four. Uh, I, I I would go in and out of Fantastic Four. You know, I read the Burn stuff. Uh, I read some stuff here and there. But Bob's undying love for the Fantastic Four, and when I committed myself to reading so much of it, I I personally can't see a point in time right now where I'm not going to read the Fantastic Four. Uh, so that's the one that's probably stuck the most with me. But there are so many image books and independent boom stuff. I would have probably just not even looked at if it hadn't been brought to the show as me as a listener. And then now as me as, as a contributor. I love it. I love it. Aaron, how about you? Justice League Odyssey. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, There's actually a couple. um, And I was actually, I, I had thought of some in my head, but then I was like, you know what? Let me just scroll through some of the things that I've, probably read and see what my comics evolution has been, at least on the digital side. One of the first things that popped in my head was um, once in future, because I don't know oh, if I ever, yeah, I would have, yeah. would have picked that up, but you know, now I'm sort of like, I gotta, I gotta get through this. I, I gotta, something else was um, that I absolutely know for certain that I wouldn't have picked up without the show was paper girls. Um, Hell yes, paper girls. Definitely paper girls. And then then something that I probably, I don't know if I would have picked this up, but maybe I Kill Giants Mm -hmm. um, was something that I probably wouldn't have thought of. And then the last, the first thing I thought of was probably Rat Queens, but you know. Mm. complicated choice mm-hmm, mm. <laughs> i was also thinking <laughs> of um, <laughs> melissa was so went so hard for infidel do you remember infidel yes oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she that's a book that like first of all i don't read a lot of horror stuff anyway and when melissa was like and this week i read this by cullen bunn like cullen bunn is now like part of my lexicon absolutely yes harrow county and yes. yeah yeah but yeah. I, I will say my absolute favorite though that i owe to one person on this uh, call that i absolutely cannot live without that i know for a fact i wouldn't i probably would have just skipped right past it every time i opened up comiXology is black magic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's nice. something i'm addicted to we need more of that one. So a few uh, a few titles that I got here is uh, I want to thank the listeners because this was really a uh, bunch of people had told us that we needed to read the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. Mark Russell, his Flintstones run. Yeah. Just one of the biggest surprises of that year for me, but also just in general. Like I've, I watched Flintstones growing up and I was a, a fan of, of – that old school stuff and whatever, but like, I never thought in a million years that I would get this really, really engaging and funny comic book with biting social commentary. And so the parallels between, you know, the, the era that they're living in and then modern day being so well uh, drawn and connected and everything that really blew me away. 
uh, unbeatable squirrel girl. Mm -hmm. I tried to embrace that book, I think a few times. And I'm just the, the lazy reader in me thought that maybe it was a bit too much. It was, it was a lot to read. I had to squint to see all the (laughs) text at the bottom and it would take me like a half hour, sometimes more to get through a single issue of that book. And so there were multiple times when I was collecting where I was just like, Oh my God, I'm not in the mood to do that right now. I could just read two other things instead of reading this. And then eventually I broke down and decided to do the entire, not the, maybe not the entire run, but definitely the vast majority of it. And it was some of the most fun I'd ever had reading a comic book in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with that character. I collected all of the, the hardcover collections from Marvel that series is a treasure and i have bob to thank for championing that thank the entire you. time that it was going on i kept and at it i kept hammering <laughs> eventually, I know, and, eventually i won everyone well, once i once i got into the rhythm and once i was knocking out you know issues it was just i was reading it because i didn't want to read anything else mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen a lot for me and it, it happened for that and it was just such an incredible experience uh speaking of mara i really wish that she was still on the show when i decided to read goodnight pun pun a uh <laughs> manga series because that series is oh, whacked out it is so dramatic it's <laughs> so strange and so me and I was like, where's Mara? Where's where's my manga person that we could talk about this crazy ass series that I just read? And uh, so that was a huge standout for me, uh, brought on by her influence of bringing manga to the show a whole lot. And most recently, I talked about this on the show. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but just a quick mention to uh, Jing Lu and Yang's Batman Superman Hell yes. that's going yeah. on right now because – Especially after that first issue, I was like impressed and curious, but also a little bit like, I don't know what this is going to be. And then I read the following two issues and was just blown away by the the mixture, the weird chemistry going on in that book, how it, it feels golden age, but it also feels really new and innovative. And it's just a treat. I straight up love it. So those are some things from me that I was pleasantly surprised by. Cool. Hey there, Talking Comics crew, um, the whole gang, Steve, Joey, Bob, Aaron, um, Sarah, Bronwyn, and everybody else, just huge, huge congratulations on 500 episodes. I, like, it's a jaw-dropping achievement. It's it's honestly amazing. Um, so proud of you guys. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Um, I just want to let you know how much you guys mean to me and so many other people who listen to you guys. Um, yeah, I've been listening ever since uh, COVID started, and um, just week in and week out, you guys are like my stress relief, really. You know, you help lift my spirits when I need it the most, and I'm just, I'm so glad you guys are there to, you know, for me to find solace in your voices, just talking about comic books and stuff like that, and, you know, when school gets a bit too overwhelming, I can just, you know, pop on an episode and get a couple of assignments done, and, 
or you know go for a long bike ride to just you know calm down and have you guys in my ears and um that sounded weird uh yeah anyway um i'm just i'm so glad you guys are there um you know i'm super proud of you for 500 and here's to 500 more keep doing what you're doing keep being amazing guys congratulations on the 500th episode I just wanted to leave a message thanking all of you who have done the podcast over the years for your hard work and dedication. The podcast brings me and so many of your listeners so much joy each and every week. It really is like reading and discussing the comics we all love with the comic-loving friends and family I wish I had in real life. Not to mention this podcast tells us about such a wide array of comics each week. And it's also one of the only comics podcasts that truly strives to represent the diversity of comic book readers, and I really appreciate it. So thanks, and here's to 500 more episodes. Hello, Talking Comics. This longtime listener, Gregory Litchfield here. And even though you start off by talking about the New 52, which I wasn't really interested because I wasn't reading it, I continued to listen and enjoyed the cast and crew and especially when Bob joined the crew uh, someone who was a little bit more in my age group and comic book reading experience I found myself enjoying it even more and all through the years and all through all the different people that have joined and left I've continued to listen and continue to enjoy and really appreciate the genuine affection for the medium that we all enjoy. And I will continue to listen and continue to support as much as I can your excellent podcast. So once again, congratulations on 500 episodes, and may we listen to many, many more. Hello, Talking Comic Heads. My name is George Lavigne, and I am thrilled to be congratulating you on your 500th episode. Thank you, Steve, Bronwyn, Joey, Aaron, Sarah, John, Carol, and my favorite fan, Bob, for the many years of entertainment and comic advice. I would like to take a moment to request uh, some fewer X-Men reviews, and more black-and-white indies like those from Terry Moore and David Lappin. So until your 1,000th episode, when I can guest with my finally completed comic, make mine Talking Comics. Hey, Talking Comics crew. Otha Johnson III here. I'd like to say congratulations on your 500th episode. And for me personally, it's been a joyous ride since the very first episode. I was craving for more comic content. I wanted to talk about comics and pop culture. So I searched on my podcast, Talking Comics. And guess what I found? Talking Comics. And from there, I was hooked. All of you are amazing. I love all the conversations. I love all the recommendations. A platform where disagreements are friendly and respected. I couldn't ask for anything better than this crew. So truly, all of you, past, present, and future TC crew, thank you for making this Comics Fans Day on a weekly basis. I look forward to the next 500, and if for some crazy, sad, miracle reason I'm the only one listening to this podcast, I hope you all continue to do it for me. I do have a couple things before I head out. I don't know if this has ever been discussed or I just missed it, but how did your Talking Comics intro thing come about? Who produced it? 
It gets me and my daughter so pumped for Wednesdays. And Damien may not be my favorite Robin, but he's pretty cool. Well, until then, peace, be excellent to each other, cheers, and to be continued. Later, folks. Hey, thank you so much, everybody, for sending in your audio files. Some of these were just, not, oh, not even some, all of them. They're all just so amazing. I do have some unfortunate news for George, though. <laughs> really? We've been talking about this for a little while, and we're maybe because there's so much X talk on the podcast that we're going to create a special portion of the podcast every week dedicated to, I'm just kidding <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't sell it could you couldn't sell no. I'm telling you again as a longtime X-Men reader the bubble's gonna pop and everyone has to resign themselves to the fact that they're gonna be disappointed just let point. us ride it out just let us ride it out just ride this wave man let's just ride it to be wave. fair I'm, I'm with them though uh, the black and white indies we mentioned black magic before the Terry Moore books like okay I, I gotta think about place. the Terry Moore go ahead go ahead I'm sorry I'm just saying they have a place on this show we talk about them as often as we can I got some awesome black and white X-Men reprints does that count <laughs> <laughs> here's my so listen rude. listen here's my thing with you George <laughs> Terry Moore, to my knowledge, seems to be going back to the Strangers in Paradise well right. quite often with some of the newer stuff. Right. And I haven't finished reading that yet. I have the two giant compendiums and I'm only um, partway through the first one. So there's still so much more. And then when he comes out with new stuff that it looks like those characters are involved, like if Kachu shows up in something, I'm like, well, I don't know if I should be reading this because so you're caught up. I yeah. don't. What was yeah, the, like I don't know. What Go was ahead. the book with the the like mechanic motor girl? girl? Motor oh, girl. That book was Love so that. Good. That book was so yeah. good. <laughs> but that's I, I something like, that I I've gifted to multiple people. That's a great I, series. But I thought I read somewhere a while back that he was just creating that everything was going to be a part. Well, I'm sorry, that everything was going to be a part of that whole universe. That well, whole he's got his own. Paradise. Yeah, he's got his own yeah. publishing house now. So right. He he, does yeah. uh, what was the last book he did? Was it five years later? Yeah. Where he yeah. brought everything together. For me, though, yeah. I only buy his. It's sad to say this, but I only buy his stuff from him at conventions. Right. You get special yeah, editions like, that you can't get in the store, and it's why well, I get all the Motor Girl in one place and get them to sign it, and it's wonderful. And now without conventions, I'm yeah. cut off. He's always uh, fun to talk to. Yes. Um, oh, they're great. They're absolutely great. Both, both him and Robin are incredible, incredible. Some of my favorite con creators, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously in those listener calls we just had, the first of what will be many – Bob focused call ins. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just want to say welcome to Sinchen, who's been listening from the start of COVID. Wow. Uh, Thank you for finding us and and welcome to the uh, the circus. So, my question is are you going to stop listening once you're vaccinated? (laughs) Are you committed now? Yeah. And I mean, and and Nathan's call is just so so nice as well. It's great. Yeah. Both had a question, though, Steve. Do you have an answer for it? Yeah, we do, actually. So uh, Otha was asking about the theme song. How did it come to be? And uh, I actually have a direct answer right from the horse's mouth, from Bobby Shortle's mouth. I contacted him and said, you know, I know a few things about the theme song, but like, what's the deal? So this is directly from Bobby. I'm just going to read this here. The song was produced by a friend of mine, J.C. Tracy. 
He had done uh, the theme songs for Fanboy Remix and Doctor Who cast previously, and I always loved those, so I asked him to do another. I gave him basic guidance. Make it uh, make it dubstep-ish. <laughs> have <laughs> comic-type phrases or call-outs and have it end with the name of the show. He didn't know that our friend BJ Jackson would be involved um, – and he was, he's the guy that does the vocals, you know, talking, talking comics, that whole thing. And uh, they sent Bobby the song and he was overjoyed with how it came out. He says, I still love it to this day, honestly. Fun little trivia fact for our 200th episode. I was working with a friend of the show, Jay Ormond, uh, on trying to get his band to play a live rendition of the song as a surprise for everyone. But unfortunately, uh, the band members couldn't make the party. And so that surprise fell through. Wow. So there you go. That is the, I remember he wouldn't play it for us until we were recording that first episode. Mm. It was so like, he was just squirming in his chair, waiting to see people's reactions and kind of read their faces. And I loved it. I loved it right from the start. I think that was one of the very first things where I heard that and went like, that was that was actually pretty good. <laughs> this like, podcast is, might have some legs. Right? Like, is this actually going to be a thing? They might make 500. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody. We have a very special guest with us all the way from the bottom floor of our house. Bronwyn Kelly Say, how are you? I'm doing great today. Thanks, honey. <laughs> How are you guys? How are you feeling? 500 episodes. This is a huge deal. Euphoric. Yay. That's perfect. Yes. Thank you so much, Bronwyn. Yeah, it's, it's oh. a special day. We're having a good time. Glad you could join us. Oh, I'm so, so happy to be here. I'm just honored to be here. This is so exciting. TC has very clearly been a big part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't... Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's not uh, too over the top to say that it has literally changed my life <laughs> for the better. I think. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Without talking comics, I would not have married the love of my life. So, yo, Yay. yeah. She's still a listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, Bronwyn hears it all about the podcast. <laughs> the before and the after. Mm-hmm. And the during. I'm a I'm a subscriber. <laughs> but no, I honestly it has made me so many excellent friends and um just it the community for the Talking Comics crew has is just bar none. You know, it, the people involved the fans, the podcasters, the writers, the whole community is just, um, it's an incredible thing to be part of. And uh, I'm I'm just so, so grateful that I have had an opportunity to have this in my life. So thank you all. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so you've prepared a bit of an interview for us with some fun questions. I have, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. <laughs> All right. Well, whenever you're ready, just take it away. All right. Well, let's take it from the top. This is a comic book podcast, and I feel like it's appropriate for you to design a Talking Comics comic book. So I have assigned each of you a responsibility for a different element. So the hero is going to be assigned by Bob. The antagonist is going to be assigned by Joey. The writer by John. The artist by Steve. The Colorist by Aaron. Lettering, we're going to go back to Bob. Cover Art by Joey. 
The Whole World and Setting by John. The publisher will be Steve. And Aaron is going to get a wild card. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Classic Aaron. Okay. Yeah, I felt like that was a good choice. <laughs> So you can choose from any comic book property in existence, and together you're going to combine your choices to find out what the 500th episode, Tomic, Talking Comic comic Books, looks like. <laughs> gotcha. So, Bob, we're starting with you. Who's your hero of choice? I'm, Protagonist from I'm all time. Sure. I am sure people have this all figured out already. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying that I'm going to pick either the Fantastic Four or Wonder Woman. I mean, however, I, that's not actually what I would have picked for you. Okay. Okay. I look at what we've done here across all these years as a super team. So I'm picking the Justice League. Oh. Oh. That oh, is nice. That's a good choice. That isn't even what I was going to go with for you. But oh. okay. I like it. I like it. We think alike, as usual. Thank you, Brian. Yes. This is excellent. Okay. So, Joey, who is going to be your antagonist? It's funny because when I read this question, I thought that I was the antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Culture of the podcast, I think, is actually true. <laughs> Since I relentlessly wow. bully, particularly Steve, all the time. Oh my God, I love you so much, podcast. Joey. You know, it's, it's very interesting, though, that Bob chose uh, uh, the Justice League because I was actually also thinking in the DC arena. Okay. And I was trying to think about, you know, what would be a good kind of character who embodies all the things that on the podcast we don't like? Oh, here it comes. All right. <laughs> and I was like, editorial? No. Uh, I, I, I think I'll go with, uh, I, I'll actually go with Lex Luthor for this one. All right. I like it. All right. Yeah, you all know, right. I'm just, I'm not big on big corporate. So I think that that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I can dig it. All right. So, John, who's writing this? I was kind of waiting to see who Bob and Joey picked, but I think this is a book that I would really like to be written by Kelly Thompson. Oh, Kelly, wait, Kelly Thompson's Lex Luthor would be so good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and coming off of her Avengers West Coast, I, I think this this snarky team dynamic and Lex Luthor, <laughs> I think this is a book made for her. I can't love this more. That was such an inspired choice, John. Oh my god, it's doing very well, Bronwyn. I love this so much. Okay, but now it's now it's Steve's turn. Now it's Steve. Who is the artist? Who is the artist that is 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 inspiring this this whole shooting match? I'm really excited. Well, considering that we were just treated to a vision of what her DC universe, her infinite frontier, if you will, would look like, I'm going to have to go with uh, Joelle Jones. Oh. Oh. I need this yeah. book in my life. Okay. Yeah, this is madness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is going to be good. Okay, Aaron, who's coloring this? It's not going to matter. Clearly, it's going to be black and white to pander to certain listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, no. 
Stop <laughs> bullying George. Okay, George, we love you. And if it is going to be black and white, then it's got to be like like a Nicholas Scott or a Terry Moore or somebody because like that can be great. But we want some color. <laughs> It's going to have to be Jordi Valera. She colors everything. Right? Oh, my God. I love her. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So who's doing the lettering, Bob? Well, I, I'm having the change. I was waiting to see where we were going with the creative team. If we had gone mm-hmm. classic, I'd have picked the film name Artie Simic. Work from mm-hmm. Marvel, for instance, who, who lettered the first 65 issues of Fantastic Four, basically. Mm-hmm. But now they're into this more modern set of creators. Clayton Cowell yeah. has to be. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. My favorite. Okay. Oh, this is so exciting. I love this book already. Who's doing the cover art, Joey? Um, you know, I had three names here. I had Jimmy Chung, Alex Ross, or Jen Bartel. I'm going to go with Jen Bartel on mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inspired. So <laughs> <laughs> what world or setting is this in, John? I think this is a book that has to be in the Archie universe. No, um, <laughs> Krakoa, Krakoa, say Krakoa. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do some uh, cross Marvel habitation here and put this in the center of the Krakoan universe. Ah, I love it. Oh my god, let's cross the streams. Okay. <laughs> um. So for publisher, yes. Publisher, I'm going to go with DC, but. <laughs> Wait a minute. But I'm going to say DC Black Label. Yeah. Yes. Naughty. Yeah. You well, nah, because you want to you wanna have the playground be as big as possible. Yeah. You okay. want it to be naughty, saucy. Yeah. And can can we get a price cap on this, DC? <laughs> I think with, with this creative team, we're already up about $13, I think. Yeah. Right. That's, Honest to God. That's Aaron's wild card. Aaron's wild card. The book is $25. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Aaron, what are you throwing us? Okay, so the whole thing is going to happen in a multiverse that crosses over with the Spaceballs universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spaceballs crossover. So, oh, my so God. Le- so Lex wears the dark helmet? Is that what's yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see it. Barf the dog shows up. <laughs> Short for Bartholomew. <laughs> Okay, so to sum it up, we have Justice League versus Lex Luthor as Dark Helmet, written by Kelly Thompson, artist Joel Jones, coloring by Jody Belair, lettering by Clayton Cowles, cover art by Jen Bartel, set in Krakoa, published by DC Black Label. Sold. Sold. Oh my god. We just pitched the most amazing yeah. book of all time. You know, we've been doing yes. this podcast for so long that like we could basically edit any comic book. <laughs> I know one of our former co-hosts that would probably disagree. <laughs> we just have to hire her. That's all. Yeah, she's like, you guys got no idea what it takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. When I said that, what I meant was I don't know what an editor actually does. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine we could do it. That's so we're fun. adding edited by Stephanie Cook to this, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> actually, yes. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> She'd just be like, no. <laughs> like, oh, come on. No. I know what I'm walking into, and the answer is no. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, well, that was brilliant and everything I hoped it would be. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. That was great. All right, what else do we got? Okay, so the TC 500th podcast is throwing a prom. Who oh, is yeah. your comic book date, and who 
or what are you wearing? All right. I'm, I'm going to start with you, Joey. I mean, the answer is obviously Kate Bishop. Like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, she's been crushing on her for 27 years. Uh, and the other reason is because I would rock a purple suit so hard. With hip holes? Like, You'd have to have hip holes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you would. That's 100% right. true. Right. I'll wear the hip holes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Okay. 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 Bob? Well, I'm th- I'm going to attack this two ways. As a as a comic book property, I'd want to take Doreen Green to the prom. Yes. And Tippy would have to come, of course, and uh, go with that. And uh, if I'm I'm certainly going to be uh, wearing a tuxedo, and it would be designed by Janet Van Dyne, just oh. because it would have to be. Uh, the other half of the equation, though, the comics have touched us in a real life way, and so. Since I didn't get to go to the Eisner Awards, and I hope her husband Steve doesn't mind, I'd like to take Carolyn Coca, who first wrote to me way back in like 2013. Love. So if I'm, since I don't dance a heck of a whole lot, we could have great conversations sitting around. So, yeah. So it it would either be Doreen in the comic world in real life would be Carolyn. That's lovely. I adore that. Aaron, you want to follow that up? Not really, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Who's my comic book date? You know what? I'm going with gold balls. Nice. Oh, yes. Nice. I mean, yes. that's, a, that's a conversation starter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. And, uh, and I mean, to round it out, I'm going to be wearing something by Jumbo Carnation. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm so sorry, John, because now I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm going to go with not Kitty Pride, Kate, Kate Pride, oh. current captain of the Marauders, with a little hard drinking after party. And of course, since we are pirates, I'm wearing a Seinfeld era puffy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, hit me. Oh, let's see. My date and or dates, I would have to go with the Stepford Cuckoos, the five and one. Sophie, Phoebe, Mindy, Celeste, and Esme. Wow, Brown, would you hear this? Yeah. You know what? Love is love, man. <laughs> My outfit would also be designed by Jumbo Carnation. <laughs> and yeah. it would be a midnight colored uh, bespoke suit with stardust pinstripes with a cane made of moonlight. Yeah. Wow. Very fancy. Man. Come on. <laughs> Very fancy. Oh, so good. Yes. All right, we're gonna take it. To, we're gonna take it to a serious place for this one. You have twenty-four hours before the end of the world. What is the one book you're bringing with you and reading? Oh, okay. Well, Steve, why don't we hit you first? Um. Okay. So this is the part of this podcast where I say I kill giants. <laughs> Had to happen. Because that's that's obviously my book. Uh, I kill giants for you know very personal reasons, and also for personal reasons. Bronwyn and I were discussing this last night. We were trying to figure out what is our comic book because, of course, I would want to choose something that means something to the both of us. And she had mentioned uh, Death Vigil from oh, uh, Stay Upon Sage, yeah, and. I could not agree more that that is a perfect, perfect choice. It is one of the first comics that I recommended to Bronwyn 
when we were uh, early into our dating and it sparked some really great conversation. And it's just, it's some, it's a really special title that was there at the beginning of uh, what we were becoming to one another. And it's, it, it, it's really nice. I love that book so much. Yeah. Well, I am right. too coming. I'm, I, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Buck. Well, so many things. And I would l- like to go down a whole bunch of different roads. And But here's the thing. I would, it's cheating, but I'm going to say I want the Fantastic Four Omnibus Volume 2, which <laughs> collects issues 31 to 60. All right. I would I would expect nothing less, honestly, but you've got 24 hours. you got to bring a big book. <laughs> a big book, of course. And if I happen to hurt my back picking it up, it doesn't matter anymore because the world's coming to an end. This <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Throw caution to the wind. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. That's amazing. Aaron? All right, so if the world's ending, I'm probably going to read the Bible because i got to get my life right. <laughs> <laughs> and by Bible, uh, you mean comic book, right? <laughs> but, but I mean, Illustrated I history. That, yeah. <laughs> if I can't read that, then I guess I'll, I'll bring Saga because they'll give me a reason for never catching up. The <laughs> 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 shadiest of shade. Oh, my God. Oh, and you never, ever disappoint. That was amazing. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Freaking brilliant. John? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the first volume of The Authority by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch because I've talked about it several times, but you know, in the late 90s, superhero comics kind of didn't do it for me. But then that book came out and uh, kind of reaffirmed my love for uh, that genre. So... I think I'm going to take that and read it one last time before uh, the big end. That's mm. lovely. I like that. That's amazing. Joey, bring us home. I mean, I would probably reread all of Wicked and Divine. Yeah. The first book that I thought of for this question is it's actually one of my favorite books, just like of all time. Uh, and it was the first time I ever read anything by these creators, but. Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba did a book called Day Tripper a long time ago. Vertigo. And uh, it's it's one of my absolute favorite books. It's beautiful, first of all. But I also feel like content-wise, I think it would be appropriate to read before the end of the world. It's a fine choice. I like it. It's great. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like it. Okay, so now we are going to assign some superpowers for each other. So I'd like to know what you choose and why. Aaron, you're going to pick a superpower for Steve. Oh, okay. So Steve's superpower is he farts Terrigen Myth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Walk us through your thought process. Listen, Steve gets a little gassy at times. He shoots out something, and next thing you know, some random person has a superpower nearby. You don't know where it came from. It's I think it works. I love everything <laughs> about that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, Steve, you get to choose for Joey. What are we doing? Can I choose for Aaron instead? <laughs> <laughs> this is deliberately why I didn't like choose for each other. 
think it's a useful power. All right. My superpower for Joey is the power of instant musical. Okay. So you have to use jazz hands to activate it. But once you do, anyone under your influence is forced to sing and dance while you go about your business. So I am the villain in all of these stories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is Joey's origin story. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, hello, fart man. <laughs> sing and dance for me. Evil air. Yeah, sing and dance, fart man. <laughs> Those aren't spirit fingers. These, These are, are spirit, spirit fingers. fingers. <laughs> and this is why I chose it. So yes, the power of instant musical. <laughs> okay, Joey, you're choosing for John. John's superpower is to finally take things seriously for once. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. John's superpower is similar to the Watcher in that he can manipulate molecules, time and space. He can shoot energy lasers. He's got a big head, you know, all that stuff. But really, it's all about the ability to watch and retain all of history and time travel. It's Ooh. Nice. Oh, it's not man. bad. It's yeah, not bad. I took the I took the assignment seriously. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> all right, John, you get to choose for Bob. Well, as we all know, Bob is a very nice man, a very in controlled man, and a man who uh, is pretty level headed. So I want Bob to go rampaging Hulk. <laughs> so I'm going to give Bob, uh, Bob the abilities of the original Hulk, where he turned into a rampaging monster after sun went down. Oh, hmm. sun down. He gets, okay. He gets, he gets set off when your lightning round goes six minutes. better. <laughs> 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 Yes. Okay. Bob, you get to choose for Aaron. I was all over the place with this. I had some very serious answers that are just lovely, but uh, who cares? <laughs> I think what Aaron needs is just just as Wonder Woman does, he has to have the ability to be able to talk to animals and calm them down and keep them all nice and nice and non-whiny and things like that there. I'll take it. <laughs> I oh my God, you I love it. Take that, fart man. (laughs) (laughs) So, with all of this in mind, you are now designing your own superhero costume for your new power set. What is your symbol? What is your color scheme? Do you have a cape? What would Edna Mode think? Talk to me about armor design and utility. How about that footwear? No caps. <laughs> Clearly, something assless for Steve. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go first. <laughs> assless checks. Yeah, I'm going to go first. And a cape. <laughs> so Steve, for everyone out there, has a magnificent ass, but I might have a problem with him bearing it to the universe. Okay. Well, how unfortunate for the world then, so that my costume is merely a Terrigen mist fart cloud that hovers around my nether regions, speedo style. Is that like and I got a big F tattooed at the center of my chest? And a domino mask, and that's it. What's that? 
Isn't that like that kid on uh, the peanut was it pig pen or something with like the cow? Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I am I am this generation's pig pen. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Okay, well who wants to follow that one? <laughs> Turning me into the spleen over here. Yeah. <laughs> let's go in order. Let's go in order. Okay, all right. That means Joey, you're up. All right. <clears throat> I'm just wearing stage blacks, black pants, black shirt, black shoes. Maybe a scarf to keep my throat uh, warm. My, Definitely my a scarf. Yeah. Maybe a tam. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, I was just going to say maybe a tam or a beret of some kind. And that's it. Classic. No cape. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> all right. Uh, no one has touched on footwear, and I'm deeply disappointed in all of you so far. Okay. So that's just the two of you, but uh, heads up for the rest of you. Did you know I go barefoot everywhere? <laughs> all right, all right. John? Well, when I originally saw this, I was hoping this might be my one chance to have a superhero physique. So I was going to go straight classic Submariner um, just to show it off. <laughs> oh, wow. You've got a big head. That's your superpower. All right. Now that, I, now that I'm more in line with the Watcher, I'm going to go classic Roman-esque toga. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. A giant high-collared cape to, you know, associate with my giant skull. And since I'm wearing a toga, I might as well go with a classic pair of, of Birkenstocks of some sort. Because apparently I'm stuck on the moon, so I might as well be comfortable as I'm watching the world go around. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. But uh, your Birkenstocks are officially all blinged out, just FYI. I'm I'm starting to get some... Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be dazzled the hell out of okay. them. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Got it. Okay. All right, Bob. Well, since John did choose me a classic sort of character, you can't go too wrong with the old-fashioned Bruce Banner torn purple pants. You got to go with that. Uh, a series of ripped comic book character T-shirts, including the official Talking Comics one I have on now, and of nice. course, of yep. course, a, a pair of rather destroyed Chuck Taylor Converse All Stars. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. The only Talking Comics T-shirt in existence, apparently. <laughs> For, now. For now. For now. For now. Yeah. For meow. <laughs> okay, and Bob, your destroyed chucks are going to be fluorescent green. Sure. With purple polka dots. Yes, of course. You have to keep with the color scheme. Right. All right, Aaron. All right. So probably a. Gold lame tracksuit. Yes. 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 <laughs> awesome. Um, somewhere along those lines, probably after you know, break out a, a walking stick of some sort mm-hmm. to set it off. Um, probably a nice, yeah, yeah. Probably a nice white headband to complement my uh, white Crocs. Nice. <laughs> that should do it. Yeah. A nice espadrille. <laughs> Done. Okay. Espadrille, healed Crocs. <laughs> She's putting in the order. She's putting on the order right now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is definitely going in document form for the website. <laughs> We're all gonna get care packages in a few weeks. <laughs> Put it on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> Oh, a great uh, New York City Comic Con cosplay. Oh, yes. I'll be like, who are you guys? It's like, you don't know Fart Man? <laughs> <laughs> like, you really should. 
You don't know the stage manager? <laughs> no, nobody else got a name, but I've been labeled Fart Man. Well, no, fart I think man? Joey's the stage manager is actually fart quite manager, spectacular. Stage manager. Yeah. I thought he would be the backstager. Oh. Ooh. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, no, that's when I turn heel and I become the backstabber. The backstabber. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Backstabbing backstager in big, like, you know, VCs, Joe Caramanga letters. Like, that's what we want. I like this. I like this evolution of the character. This is amazing. I've already got two years of stories mapped out. <laughs> All right, what do we got to, to round this out? No, I think that's everything. You guys have been amazing. Oh, so you. Right. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, I really appreciate you guys participating in my ridiculousness. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, so I will see you soon enough then. <laughs> Fantastic. Have an awesome rest of your episode. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. To be continued. No, 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 God. What's up, everybody? Bobby Shortle here, former Talking Comics host and founder. Um, Many of you probably don't know even who I am anymore. Um, I think there's been more episodes without me uh, than there was with me at this point. But it's been uh, wonderful to see the show continue for so long and to just keep going. And I know it means a lot to a lot of people. It means a lot to me. Um, And I was really... Because it's been so long, I was really honored that I was asked to contribute something to the show. I know everyone's answering their Talking Comics origin stories, and I'm sure most people have heard this story a million, billion times, but when the new... uh, I'll tell you the origin story of Talking Comics itself, if you don't know it. When the new... The DC New 52 hit, I was but a wee lad who enjoyed comic books from afar... Loved comic book movies, but never really jumped deep into the world of published comics in any sort of consistent way. And I started, I decided, okay, this is supposed to be like a jumping on point, so I'm going to start reading these books here. And for anyone who knows me, I have a real problem doing anything and not speaking about it on a microphone or writing about it or creating content around it because it justifies to me me spending money on essentially a, a hobby. So I decided I'm going to start a comic book website and podcast. I read a bunch of podcasts before. None of them were particularly successful. And I had kind of come to the conclusion that it was because I was they were too broad. And A, they, and B, they had nothing to support them other than the podcast themselves. So there's no way to grow it. So I decided there's going to be a website. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna review every single New 52 book that comes out, all 52 of them, before we ever publish an episode of the podcast. Um, and at the time, it was... Me, my friend Brian Verderosa, who does uh, Adventure with me, and uh, someone named Brad Jones, who's an old, old friend of mine from high school. And I needed someone else. I was looking for somebody else to sort of fill in. And, and, and Steve, I think, contacted me on Facebook, I think it was, and said, hey, like, I'd be interested. So I brought Steve on. And, you know, we reviewed all the books and we started in earnest. And, you know, it was we, we were doing remote podcasting with half of us. Half of us were in the room. And... 
none of us were really knew anything about comic books in any sort of deep way. And, you know, we were just kind of finding our way. And in that process, you know, um, both Brian and Brad sort of were like, you know, I just don't think this is right for us. We had to figure out our way forward after that. And I had been pressuring Bob to be on the show for a while. And he guessed it on the show um, once um, or uh, in, a, in, in like early on. Um, but he was like, you know, I'm not reading the New 52. And so I don't think I'd be right for it. Um, and then when the other left, I kind of redoubled my efforts to get Bob to do the the show with us. Um, we needed his knowledge and we needed someone who had credibility. In that same process, Steve, who was also working at Joe Blow at the time, brought over Stephanie. And that's when Talking Comics really, I think, came into its own. My hope was always for the show to be comfortable for people like the people who founded it, who were people who liked the world of comics but weren't really into it and didn't want to be gate-kept out of the comic book industry. Um, and I think we achieved that goal, and we achieved a lot more over, over the years. And I, I, I put so much of that on and give so much of that credit to Bob, who is just you know, an absolutely amazing person and amazing co-host. And the amount of knowledge he had brought the level of our conversations up. And for Steve and I and Stephanie as well, also kind of forced us to be better at talking about comic books because we had a real life person in front of us who knew more than we'd ever know. And so Bob really raised the, the, the bar of the show completely. And then, you know, the next couple of years, really, I think uh, some of the most fulfilling years, like editorially or creatively in my life, you know, watching the site grow and, and watching the podcast grow and seeing the community form and, you know, through the ups and downs, really realizing you've made something that matters to people. And, you know, I started it, but things, things don't become special because someone thinks of an idea. My idea was not special. My idea was to do a comic book podcast. That's not a special idea. What made it special was the people along the way. And the show wouldn't have been what it was without Bob. It wouldn't have been what it was without Steve. It wouldn't have been what it was without Stephanie. In later years, it wouldn't have been who it was without Joey um, or Mara or, you know, any of the people who have guessed it over the years. I'm only talking about the who were on there when I was there. So many more people have, have contributed and been there through so many years um, since I've left. It really is an amazing thing to think about. It's been, I think, almost 10 years or more than 10 years. I don't even know exactly. 10 years of this, which I created something that's lasted 10 years. We've created, we created something. I shouldn't say I. Bad to say I. We created something that lasted 10 years because the thing didn't, the thing wouldn't have existed without Steve at the beginning and then it wouldn't have grown and, and stayed without Bob and Stephanie and then without Steve and Bob and everyone who took the reins after I left. It just kept going and it's amazing, amazing to see. You don't get a lot of this specialness in a lot of places. This kind of kindness, truly kind, thoughtful, wonderful people collected with a with a common goal to do something good, to do something fun, to really raise up the discourse of, of talking about comics and the way you talk about comics and the way you talk about other issues in comics. The, uh, the social and political issues that get talked about still on the show are a root of the show. They're, they're, not a, they're not a bug, they're a feature. And it's always incredibly important to us, for us who love this stuff, to 
communicate why we love this stuff. And part of that is because it informs and talks about and changes the way you think about life. Art changes the way you think about life. Comics are art. And, and I really hope we be able to communicate that over the years that I was there and the years since. Most podcasts don't make it 20 episodes. To hit a, a 500th episode is just unbelievable. I congratulate everyone on the show, both past and present and future. Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping going and keeping the mission going. Thank you to the community for continuing to listen. And, you know, thank you for, on a personal level, helping to bring this stupid idea I had into something wonderful to the community for, pardon me, with friends that I've made that are really great friends. Like, not friends that I talk to just online or friends that you know, are just listeners, but real, real friends who would mean so much to me. And, you know, now as I have a, I have a kid and, you know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm busy all the time and, and um, you know, I don't get to see friends as much. I really think about how lucky um, I was to be able to spend three, four hours every week with people I absolutely adored and loved and just got to talk about comics and other things that we loved and just share laughs and sometimes share arguments and sometimes, you know, be exhausted together and, you know, be sitting in my apartment in the middle of the summer with no air conditioning on when it was 700 degrees in there, everyone sticking it out and sitting there and just not leaving till the job was done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations on 500 episodes to 500 more. Love you guys. Love everyone out there. Hope you have a great one. And until next time, to be continued. Hey, it's Diana Conde. And Julian Clay. And we at ABH Comics want to congratulate the Talking Comics crew on reaching their 500th episode. That's an extraordinary milestone. A stupendous milestone. Stupendous. What are you doing? What? I just just thought stupendous sounded better than extraordinary. Well, why didn't you say something before? I don't know. I just, I was in the moment. Wanted to punch it up a bit. Punch it up? You don't punch it up after I've already said it. You figure that out beforehand when we write the script, Julian. All right, all right, all right. Let's just do it again. Okay, so, all right, so extraordinary or stupendous? Stupendous. All right, okay, from the top, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Diana Conde. And Julian Clay. And we at ABH Comics want to congratulate the Talking Comics crew on reaching 500 episodes. That is a stupendous milestone. An amazing milestone. Oh my God, are you serious right now? What? Are you messing with me? No, I just thought amazing gives it a little more, you know, a little more oomph. So first of all, if anything amazing is a downgrade. Is it? Why don't we ask Stan why he didn't call the stupendous Spider-Man? It's even an alliteration. He loves those. You want to know why we can't ask him? Because A, he's no longer with us. And B, who cares? You're the one that wanted stupendous. Look, you just want to flip the script and go with whatever adjective you're feeling in the moment. Fine. All right. Go for it. From the top in three, two, one. It's Julian Clay. And Diana Conde. Excelsior. Oh my God, fuck my life. I want to send a huge congratulations to the Talking Comics crew. This is Sean Lewis. Um, 500 episodes is insane. Uh, and I feel like I've kind of grown up with you. Um, basically, we go as far back as coyotes. You guys discovered me at the same time I started to discover podcasts about anything honestly but also comic books and you guys have been so gracious to talk to me about every book i've ever done since um 
as an indie creator, I can't stress how important that is and how generous of your time and your fandom that is. So from me to you, I just want to send a really excited uh, clapping hand emoji and audio and wish you another great 500 episodes after. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Congratulations on 500 awesome episodes to all my friends at Talking Comics. Ben Khan here wishing you all the congratulations. Uh, Getting to know all y'all and here on the show has been an absolute blast. Y'all are totally the best. And I'm going to send you off with a question based off some of the stuff we've gotten to talk about and ask you which Mortal Kombat character would you like to see join the Fast and Furious movies? Hello, Talking Comics. It's me, Kristen Gutsnack. Congratulations on 500 amazing episodes. And thanks for having me on and being such awesome, comic-loving folk. So my question for you is, what is the funniest thing you've learned about your co-hosts during the years of recording Talking Comics together? I'm looking forward to hearing what your answer is, and congratulations again. Bye. (laughs) Hey, we are back. You didn't think that we were going to get through this whole podcast without hearing from old Bobby Shortle, did you? (laughs) Oh, gee. Yeah. The originator. Yeah. We, uh, this podcast would not exist if it was not for Bobby and Bobby's ways, as he so explained in his epic, epic message to us. I, I don't want to launch into a whole big thing, but if he's listening to this episode, I just want to say thank you to Bobby for all out and out changing my life for the better. Bobby, when I offered to be a part of the show, took me very seriously and welcomed me into the fold, knowing very, very little uh, about me at that point in our friendship and trusting me to go along on this journey with him and help establish this website and this podcast and all of those things. And I never in a million years would have imagined that it would lead to this moment and the way that talking comics, as I said, has changed my life for the better in so many ways. And in, in many, many ways, I owe that to Bobby and his ideas and his welcoming me into his world and his, his goal to put this out there. And uh, I could go on and on and on, but um, you know, he pops in every now and again, and he's always uh, a source of strength for us. And we call on him and we ask for things and ask his opinion or ask him to come onto the show and everything. But from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate him and I appreciate being here. Yep. So in this round, we also had ABH Comics. Wow. Who? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. For, first of all, what a fun, what a fun skit audio that you sent in. But uh, you know, this is Aaron. You know, brought these guys uh, to the fold for us. It's just been a pleasure getting to know them over the past few months. Two tremendous people, really, really doing tremendous things in the comic industry. Please watch out for their stuff. Check out Night. Yeah. It's off to an amazing start, and uh, we really do appreciate you coming on to uh, to join us for this show. And also, Sean, who big fan. 
huge fan of Sean Lewis and, and all the books that he's created over the past few years. Having him on the show has always been a pleasure. I'm sure that he'll be back soon enough to talk about Spawn and maybe some other things that he's got in the hopper. And uh, one more in this in this batch is, of course, uh, Ben Kahn, who has become one of my very good friends, or I, not mine, mine and Bronwyn. Uh, we've gotten to know them over the past several months by having them here with Rachel for Renegade Rule, which is out in stores now. You should go and read it. Check it out. Bye. It's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really good. And so they're wonderful, and I just want to thank them so much for sending in their audio file and and for for being my friend. It's been it's been really nice. And uh, finally, last but not least, Kristen, Kristen Gunsnuck, so incredible. It's been just an absolute pleasure getting to know her over the years. And uh, um, Bob, you wanna you wanna say anything before we move on to Kristen's uh, question? It is such a pleasure to have been any part at all and, and participate in these careers to see the growth of, of these this little grouping of people, particularly from the, the beginnings to all sorts of, of wonderment that sits on our shelves and in our hearts. So thanks to all of them. Uh, Aaron, do you have any words or reactions for the, uh, the friends and listeners that just uh, called in? Listen, when I was listening to all of these, uh, you know, recordings, and I, like I said earlier, you're not going to get me on here to cry like a little girl, but you know, I appreciate, you know, I, I mean, I haven't been as a part of this process, you know, from this side of it as long as everyone else, but I can definitely um, understand and agree with everything that was said, um, and I very much appreciate now having the role that I have with this show, and I hope that we can continue to make you know, these listeners proud and, and, and answer the mail and the things that they, that they, you know, and the, and the contributors proud, the, the founders proud, all that stuff um, and continue to answer the mail there, but then also continue to bring in new listeners. So um, I'm excited for that. Right on. Anything for you, John? I just, I just love that. Uh, I mean, I, not to pat our back, but to be able to bring in these, these, <laughs> no, just to bring in these creators when they're just starting out, and then just to see how they've flourished over the years, it, it's, uh, I mean, comics is a medium that needs new blood and, and that, that we see some of this new blood come up through uh, the Talking Comics podcast with us looking at their books and them gracing us with appearances. I, I, that's just fantastic. Yes, for sure. You know, everybody that's ever taken time out of their schedule to come on, on here mm-hmm. and just brave some of our questions and, and really not just talk about the comics, but get very comfortable very quickly and talk about some very personal matters as well. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about the creators that have come on here is that I find that we have a way of getting those people to open up on our show. And, you know, you never know where the interviews or the conversations are going to go. And, you know, a vast majority of them have been really, really special and I walk away from those conversations, not only learning about their books, but also learning something about them and maybe a little bit about myself as well. I know some of the conversations that we've had with Sean in particular and Caitlin by extension uh, have really had me like thinking into the next day and, and through the rest of the week and kind of reevaluating the way I think about certain memories and people in my life. And that has been really, really special to have those moments come up here and there. 
Now, both Ben and Kristen had some questions in their call-in. Ben yes. asked, if you could cast any Mortal Kombat character in a Fast and Furious movie, who would you choose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need Goro to be in a Fast and Furious movie. I literally I want- also wrote Goro. <laughs> I want good. One of two things has to happen. I want Goro in a double-decker Mini Cooper, kind of like his own little clown car, or a car where just the sunroof is open and the top half of him sticks out so he can just rawr the entire time. Yeah. And that the bottom half of him is driving the car and pulling the wheel and everything like that. I think Goro would fit right in. Puppet Goro yeah. would fit right into the Fast and Furious franchise. Puppet Goro from the original Mortal Kombat movie, yeah. 100%. Yep. <laughs> yep, in a souped up mini coupe <laughs> with the sunroof open and just sticking out the top. I think that would be incredible. Maybe a rocket launcher. <laughs> and Kristen also asked, what is the funniest thing that you've learned about your co-host during the years of recording the podcast? Oh boy, here we go. I'll go first. <laughs> Aaron says he'll go, go first. Aaron. Okay. There was a couple of things I was thinking of when I first read this question before. What's the funniest thing about the, I learned about my co-host? Um, oh God, Joey is a bully. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm a good teacher. <laughs> okay for those of you in public schooling um i don't know i think i, I it's just is it, i don't think there's any particular thing i think i already knew um that i kind of feel like i already knew everyone for who they were for the most part before i started doing the show the only one i probably didn't was john um uh and Honestly, I'm waiting for John to say something funny. So I don't know. I'm just- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who's the bully uh, here? Who's the man? This turned into a roast. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't know. I love these guys. All right. Uh, Joey, who do you want to go next? Uh, you know, I, I'll go next because, I, you know, I, I don't find any of you particularly funny. Um <laughs> No, I mean like I mean like in a in like a in like a weird kind of way. I think you're all hilarious people, and I laugh every time I come on the show. Um, at or with? Uh, at, uh, with with at not at. <laughs> I I'll never forget episode. It might have been the last anniversary episode we did, maybe 400. Bronwyn came and did a guest spot lap time two, and asked us like a question, like it was like a trending question at the time, which was about if we all wash our legs below the knees. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. And somehow it was like a joke question. And then we spent like 10 minutes on yes. it. And like everyone went into like great detail about how they bathe. And I was like, what is this? Like what podcast are we on? So, I mean, those are the moments that I, I look back fondly on and I, I, I always – you know, have a lot of fun with are the times when we don't talk about comics and it gets a little weird. That that's one that stood out to me. Nice. I like it. I like I agree. It. it is those in between yeah. weird moments where we just go off on a tangent that I just think are the most hysterical. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone sort of has one, you know, in their own time. It's just, it's sort of just like when the recipe is right, it just happens. And so everyone sort of shines at a certain point. Yeah. For of sure. Weirdness, of weirdness. John, I remember the, the, the debate over submarine sandwich, hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 
My favorite might still be the the Steve's weird appreciation for celebrity strains of weed. <laughs> that was and the worst part about that was like it was in the middle of a whole nother conversation. Like we were talking about like Superman or Batman or something, and Steve was like, Steve uh, Urkel's making weed? And we were like, What? He's like, it's not about his dispensary, my local dispensary. We're like, what the hell what show is he recording? It's either that or it's Clifford. No, I'm sorry, Beethoven. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to throw you guys the curveballs every now and again. Spice it up. Some of the best conversations happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bob, what do you got for this? Well, I would definitely have gone down the road of, of your very surreal tangent, Steve, because they're just... <laughs> And I, I, as someone, as you know, I love the Marx Brothers. It is very Marxy in what you do sometimes. It's mm-hmm. it's like you're riding a horse and all of a sudden he makes a left turn and you're still sailing straight ahead. It's what? What just, what just happened there? Um, I love it. When even we began and even through today, I don't know if it's funny, funny, but certainly quirky as if I, I did a Venn diagram way, way back of the books we kind of all were reading. And it's amazing how little we all intersect. <laughs> but it, it's that little 10% in the middle, that little golden slice where all the best stuff happens and then it they, they go all over the place. And that, that continues through to today. I was very amused at how much Bobby Shortle hated puns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, Still does. I, right, I redoubled my effort to make sure I threw some in at every, at every opportunity. But I... I, I Altogether, though, I think the funniest thing about any of my co's was Stephanie's ability to tell the most bizarre stories that couldn't po- couldn't possibly be true, but they were. Whether it was Oma and all sorts of things, or the fact that she dated someone who was actually named Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, wasn't there a story about like a goose one time, like a killer goose? Yes, and and, and her raccoon. Yes, that's what uh, her raccoon hordes that follow around. And, and I think at one point, I do believe she she ended up getting a breakup letter for someone she hadn't even dated yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, how do these yeah. things happen? Stephanie needs to write all these into a graphic novel. Yeah. Stephanie is a sitcom on list. Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. The other, and I, I learned so much hilarious slang from Sarah's time on yes, the show. Yes, absolutely. Corking, absolutely corking. <laughs> Incredible. Um, all right, so I, I went a, a little more specific with uh, some of the some of the funnier things I find about each of you. So, for John, I love your occasional inappropriate sense of humor. I think it is amazing. Occasional. <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean once an episode? I like I like that you always go for it regardless of how it's gonna make you sound. It's so good. That's that that's that Midwestern charm. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's so good. I, I, I've really grown accustomed to it. For Aaron, Aaron, you always, always tell it like it is. <laughs> you know, like you always know you're about to be taught a lesson when Aaron says the word listen. <laughs> you know that Aaron's about to spill the tea and it's going to be hot and it's probably going to be all over you and I just I love you you never pull any punches if you're fed up you let everybody know and you just you never miss a beat and it's just one of the most endearing and funniest things about you I hope you never change oh, thank you. Uh, for Joey 
I love that you can't stand watching horror movies, but love to read horror comics, whether it's Marvel Zombies or uh-huh. DC East or DC East, DC which East. brings me to my next thing is your deliberate mispronunciations of words and names. <laughs> yes. And how you never waver. Marauders it's, is... It's Marauders. <laughs> how do you say it? Marauders. It's Marauders. Marauders. It's, it's fucking Marauders. Swords, swords, swords. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> See, listen. It's afterbirth. <laughs> DC afterbirth. <laughs> now listen, listen. No. Last but not least, for Bob, my favorite thing in the world, Bob. You're, you're. I wouldn't call you a straight arrow, but when you get saucy. It is absolutely the best when you know that you've got everybody laughing with something or how curse words sometimes make you twitchy, but then you use one yourself every like four years, you'll (laughs) drop one. And it is just like, it is the event of the season when that happens. And I just, you've, you've been so true to that for as long as I've known you. And it's just one of the things that I love about you so much. Pikachu. And like, <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. Yeah. yeah, the Pikachu thing. All of it. All of it. It's just, it's so funny and it's so a part of who you are. And uh, I just find it entertaining and amazing. Steve, what's so. the funniest thing you've learned about yourself having done the podcast the last 10 years? Uh, you don't want me to answer that question. I'll take it to somewhere you don't want to go. <laughs> all right. Okay. Emails? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do let's do emails. I've been avoiding I've been avoiding launching into a whole thing this entire episode. So we'll see if we can make it to the end for me to go there. Uh, uh yeah, let's do some emails here. Bob, you want to do the first couple? Sure, here we go. Our first one is from Caragulo, and she says, Hey y'all, congratulations on episode five hundred. It takes a lot of commitment and hard work to achieve that milestone, and you all deserve praise for doing so. While I'm primarily a Marvel DC reader, I appreciate learning more about the diversity of books on the market, something I think you all excel at. Thank you all for your dedication to the medium and to the show. Looking forward to continued excellence. All my best, Kara. Thank you much, Kara. She's been on board for a very long time, and it's just lovely that she managed to Get, get something out to us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kara. Uh, next up, I have an email from Kelly Sue DeConnick, who says, Things have been a bit nutty here, and my plate overfloweth, but congratulations on 500 episodes. That is an, an incredible accomplishment. Thank you so much, Indeed. Kelly Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got one from Eric Pilecki, friend of the pod. I just wanted to say thank you for the spotlight you've given to my projects over the years, especially the kind on-air reviews of No Angel Number 1. Adrienne and I and the whole creative team appreciate it. I was a loyal listener before and have been since. Cannot wait to listen in on the next 500. All the best, Eric. And we got a tweet from Repstones, Woo-hoo! longtime listener. Congrats to all. Question for us. Oh, boy. Here we go. <clears throat> if all of Chris Claremont's run on X-Men was going to be redrawn, who would you all pick to do it? Tell Bob he can't pick what? John Byrne or any other artist that was ever on oh, the come run. Come on. Come <laughs> on. So that means I can't say Alan Davis either because he did Excalibur, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he did a lot of X-Men yeah. stuff too. All right. Yeah. All right. Um... I, I could mention names from the very, very old days, like Macroboy or Lou Fine, who you should look up because they were awesome. 
I would say either Nicholas Scott mm-hmm. or Dave Stevens, the creator of The Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, Aaron, do you want to answer this question? I'm going to say Joel Jones because I want to see Storm's hair flowing. In the yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I like it. I like it. Joey, how about you? I immediately went to Dan Mora after oh, Once in Future. Yeah. I think that would be so oh, good. Wow. I think that would be like a nice, like, updated iteration of that same uh, style of the original 80s run. I also had Valentin Delandro, Emma Rios, and Emanuela Lupacina on my uh, list, too. Ooh. Oh, those are all great yeah. picks. You got like, you got like 20 years of books to redraw. You That's know, true. Put it on one person. <laughs> You know, I, uh, I've never read Claremont's X-Men. Well, you better start now. The world ends I mean, in 24 I'm, hours. <laughs> I'm sure I've read pieces of it, but I've definitely never done the dedicated read. If I was going to do this, I, I looked some of it up on the old Google, and uh, I would put Russell Dowderman Oof, on this, uh, this epic run. I think that would be a spectacular. John, how about you? Uh, it was... Kind of as going from the time period, I would go George Perez and Michael Golden. Oh, yeah. Uh, if it was to be done today, I'd probably go with uh, Jorge Jimenez and Fiona Staples for the space stuff. Whoa. Wow. Talking about saga. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about saga, baby. <laughs> What's going on, Talking Comics? This is Harry, longtime listener, first-time caller, I guess. Um, I've always wanted to say that, and I never never had a chance to until now. Um, I just wanted to call and tell you guys that I, I am so proud of you. Congratulations on 500 episodes. I remember way back when uh, I, I met Steve through a movie fan forum uh, and he was putting together a podcast talking about comic books and I you know was excited to listen to you guys early on way back in like 2012 Um, and since then it's been it's been a great ride and I've been in and out of comic books myself but Talking Comics has always been there um, to to help you know guide me and and catch me up on what's going on in the industry Uh, there are things that the Talking Comics uh, podcast Podcast has been doing better than most comics journalism out there. And, and it's things like giving credit to the writers, the artists, the letterers, the colorists. Now, you may not always get the names quite right, but that's one of the things that as listeners we love about the podcast and that you guys are, are uh, more than willing to laugh at yourselves and, and, and have fun and not take it so seriously. Um, I also have Talking Comics to thank for meeting some of the best people around the world, uh, other listeners uh, that I can consider not only friends, but also family, um, and that I would never would have had the opportunity to meet had it not been for the podcast. Uh, it's, it's been so great, and, and I miss each and every one of you uh, doing in-person meetings at, at cons, and you know, hopefully we'll get back to those days sometime, but uh, just keep doing what you guys are doing. Um, you've always had uh, diverse voices, which is something that as a listener, I, I really appreciate. You always highlight when, um, because comic books aren't always the best with when it comes to diverse issues and, and you guys aren't afraid to go there and, um, and call people out when they need to be. Uh, and 
I just wanted to say that you, you've inspired me to expand my universe beyond the the big two and beyond the superhero books and and check out things like Saga and Punk Rock Jesus and Morning Glories and The Wicked and the Divine. I would have missed all of those books had it not been for Talking Comics and, you know, it, it led me to go back to my local comic book store and, and get involved with, with them. And, and now I'm a part owner of, of a comic book store, which is another thing that probably would have never happened without the podcast. Uh, so I just want to say congratulations, 500 episodes. I am so proud of all of you. Um, Bob, I, I owe you probably 50 emails from way back when, but I just want to say, I'm, I'm just so happy to hear, uh, you guys, you know, are still going forward. You're, you're going strong as ever. Uh, the, the the quality of the podcast has never been better. And, uh, you know, I, I love each and every one of you and keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, hopefully we'll all be able to meet up at the Algonquin, uh, over drinks. And, uh, I will be excited to be toasting episode 600 or 700 or 800 and, and many, many more to come. So congratulations, talking comics. Take care. Hello, talking comics family. This is Robert Sheridan, AKA, at Crash Sheridan on Twitter. And I just want to say that in 2015, I got back into comics in a huge way. After about a 10 year break, I had started with Star Wars comics and got a couple of the traditional, you know, Batman, Spider Man, but I was looking for something different. And then I found your podcast back when Bobby and Stephanie were still on. Um, I've been listening ever since, and you guys have introduced me to a whole new world of comics that I really never would have picked up. Just didn't seem to be my genre. Um, stuff like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, which now I have every issue of, the graphic novel, the novel, one of my favorite characters. I have a statue of her. Um, Ms. Marvel, which is excellent. Pukka, full run of that, which was great. Stuff like Abbott, Pumpkin Heads, and then also... Creators I may never have heard of, like Joel Jones, Katie Cook, and Faith Aaron, to name a few. So I just wanted to say you really have broadened my horizons, to use a cliche term, uh, in terms of comics. I'm not just buying a lot of superhero stuff. I probably buy almost as many independents, uh, sci-fi, you know, and just draw, uh, dramatic comics as I do superhero comics. Still buying about 100 comics a month, but I love it. It's my only uh, hobby. So keep up the good recommendations. Keep up the good work. Uh, congratulations on your 500th episode. That's a huge accomplishment. And I hope to be listening for at least 500 more, if not many more than that. So you guys, congratulations. Thank you so much for the great recommendations over the years. And have fun. Uh, oh, and uh, watch Ted Lasso. It's delightful. See ya. Hey guys, my name is Britt. I'm from Louisiana originally, but for the last two years, I've been living in Edmond, Oklahoma, a suburb of Oklahoma City. This is now my home, and I love it. But anyways, I'm going to try and be quick here. I started listening to you guys in July of 2018, and I tell you, it's been life-changing. I listen to you guys every day, well, every week, and I've listened to all of your shows. I went back and started with one and made my way through. Um, my origin story... Um, I was watching Walking Dead. I can't remember the season. It was when it ended and they were at Terminus and Rick said they don't know who they're messing with. And then you had to wait all summer for you to find out what happened. I said, no, I can't wait. I'm going to go read the comic. So I got the, what do they call it? The Comendium, the big book or whatever. I started with that and I fell in love with it. I was like, wow, comics are cool, man. And I was like, well, this is cool. Other stuff's got kind of cool. So I started buying trade paperbacks. 
And then one day in July of 2018, I went to my local comic book shop and was just blown away. And I bought the, uh, the issue one of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and the new run of Ben the uh, Superman. And then I got hooked. I started going on Wednesdays, and I started buying all the number ones, all the variants, and then I couldn't get enough. I was like, there's got to be more. So I Googled podcasts, and I found, I said, Talking Comics, sounds good to me. I started listening to y'all every Wednesday, and every Wednesday when Steve would say, hey, happy comic book day, new comic book day. I woke up on Wednesday mornings like it was Christmas morning. I was so fired up, and get to listen to you, you guys, your guys' new show, and y'all would talk about the new books coming out. I'd go in and I'd buy all of them. And just, uh, I want y'all to think back when you first started buying comics, how fun that time was. Well, your show made it even better. And I listen to you guys still to this day. Congrats on your 500th episode. It's been a lot of fun, and here's the 500 more. Thanks. Hello, that's Megs here. I can probably sum up my time with you lot in one sentence Come for the comics, stay for the friends. And that's what you guys have become over the five or six-ish years I've known some of you guys. But I will say congratulations on 500 episodes. That's huge and you've done a lot of amazing work over the years and will continue to do so. You guys were and still are the biggest influence in my comic life today. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because you really did change my life for the better. Okay, question time. What would be the worst buy one get one free sale of all time? Okay, that's me done. Keep up the good work. Much love. Megs. Hey, we're back. And we just listened to our latest round of call-ins. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone so much. A couple of things from me personally. Harry! I love (laughs) Harry. I love Harry. He's been a friend of mine for, God, it feels like forever. Since the early, early Joe Blow uh, MFC forum days before I was a writer for the site and we would meet up at cons we would chat over Facebook he is just the genuine article love that guy so 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 much he came up to me during one of the cons and in his book that he had a whole bunch of other creators sign and draw things and everything he asked me to draw him something and it was so sweet and I felt so bad because it was, I just wasn't on that day and I wasn't expecting it. So I probably drew him something <laughs> shitty, but um, I really, really do appreciate uh, Harry, his energy. I'm excited to hear about the comic book store that he's part owner of. Uh, we should talk more about that yeah, for sure. Uh, Robert, of course, it, it's amazing hearing about all the books that you found through the podcast, especially your journey that I can relate to with, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And Pukka. Uh, yeah, and Pukka. Uh, Britt. Britt Keen. Okay, just a quick word. This call-in kind of came at me as a surprise. I don't know that I've ever heard from Britt before, but Britt, if you're online, friend me, because <laughs> I love your energy, and I would like to be your friend. <laughs> he's, he's emailed us some questions periodically. Um, it was, it just, was fun hearing his yeah, voice, though. Absolutely. Hearing, yeah. hearing his message brought such a smile to my face. I listened to it last night, and I was just delighted. Um, you sound like a very cool person, and thank you so much. And, of course, Megs. Woo-hoo! Oh, mm-hmm. Megs. Megs is the best, whether it's video games, comics, or just hanging out, or going to Islands and Animal Crossing. 
It has just been an absolute pleasure getting to know you over the years. And I'm so glad that you're here with us, listening to the show and interacting and sending us questions and just being a genuinely amazing person. Yeah. Thank you so, so much uh, to everybody for, for calling in. It makes this comment, you know, come for the comics, stay for the friends. It's why we're all here. We are all friends. Mm-hmm. We're, you're our friends out there in podcast slash radio land. It makes our our job very, very easy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Meg's had a question. Uh, ah. Yes, she did. What is the worst buy one, get one sale you could think of? I said planes. Why would you need two planes? Because <laughs> right. they want two planes. <laughs> you can't sit in two planes. Not that you know of. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would think that organ removal would be a bad time. And uh, I'm just going to say if it was buy one, get one for Josh Trank's Fantastic Four on DVD. Uh, I told you. Oh, you weren't on the show when I rewatched it. I listen to that show. I listen to every show. You don't get. You guys don't get away with anything under my watch. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody offered me another one of those after, well, I don't know that I would buy it, but if they offered me another one, I'd laugh in their face. They were like, thanks for buying Fantastic Four 2015. Here's another copy of yeah, Fantastic please. Four 2015. Yeah, we have too many. Have more copies. We're trying to dump our inventory. It's like when you go, like when you used to go to GameStop when that was a thing that was open and you'd go into those bins in the middle and you'd see like 27 uh, copies of like Madden 94 yeah. or something like that. That's, metal. Yeah, that's Josh Trank's Fantastic Four in the band. Yeah, you got to dump out. Yeah, <laughs> you got to dump it all. Dump it all. Is that going to be your legacy, John? Maybe. Dump out. I could do many amazing things over the next few years, but dumping out is going to be on my tombstone, yeah. on my TC tombstone. Oh, God. I think we almost cut that from the show. Oh. Uh, I went with Rob Liefeld image books. Wow. Oh, you got something against pockets, man? You got something against no, no feet? Pouches. Pouches and no feet. <laughs> I, I almost a few weeks ago I almost uh I, I found a website that you can find your Rob Liefeld comic name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what is did you know what yours is? Crow Blast. Join <laughs> 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 our Crow Blast. I think uh I'll look it up and I'll bring you to the show next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can send that around to everybody. We can all do that. Oh, all right, great. I will. <laughs> be great, Crow Blast. <laughs> You got a headband, a top ponytail, and like two crowbars for arms. Yeah, and I'm shirtless with like pouches crisscrossing my my chest. Oh God. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, does anybody have any other comments for, uh, for yeah. this batch of? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a two for one sale that I would not want to participate in is Zenoscope books. Whoa! <laughs> now we're just oh, ragged. Now we're just oh. ragged. <laughs> All right, Aaron, bring it home. <laughs> I was going to say uh, <laughs> anything in humans on television. But um, what was that? It was one book that, for whatever reason, popped in my head uh, the two for one sale, that Female Furies book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Oh, that, was yes. a rough that was a rough book. I remember how excited you all were for that the week before. And then it came out, and you guys all came on the show, and it was like, what the hell? 
<laughs> dead air. <laughs> I think Sarah was like violent. Yeah, she, she was. was like, <laughs> yeah, she was not a fan. She was not a fan. Yeah, that was one of those books that I was really trying to look for the silver lining and was not finding one. And it's, you know, oh, you know, they could turn it around. This could all be a part of the plan and blah, blah, blah. But nobody ever read on to find out because that first issue was such a turnoff. That's probably on DC Infinite Frontier now at this point. We might be able to check it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's totally collected somewhere. Uh-huh. <sighs> Is that everybody? Yeah, we also got yeah. a question in email form from Dawn. Uh, Dear Bob and Gang, longtime listener, first time commenting, what series were you happy to see end and which one did you wish would have continued? Well, because of the curse, I could go on for about three hours <laughs> on books, including X Factor. How many times, Joey? Three? Three times. <laughs> three times. But the serious answer, I would have loved there to have been more Squirrel Girl, certainly. But I'm saying the slot all red silver surfer, just not nearly enough of those. I want years of that to just go on and on and more adventures with Norrin and Dawn Greenwood. Mm-hmm. As to books that should have ended sooner, don't hate me. Avengers versus X Men. Oh, 12, 12 wasn't enough. Twelve and a twelve and a coda wasn't enough for you. No, that, no, that was too much. It, it could have ended at two. That was, uh, could have ended really, really soon. Got not much out of that except a big hole in my wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, what do you got for this one? Uh, I kind of went with a book that I was happy to see end was uh, Planetary, uh, Warren Ellis, John Cassidy. I like that they let them finish that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like some of like the preacher and image books that they let the they let the book end, and and I, I always like that. Um, what I want more of, I keep being promised Gaiman's Miracle Man, but I don't think I'm ever going to see it. No, never happening. It's never, I don't no. think it's ever going to happen. They were like, here's so. issue one. It's just the old issue, but we reprinted yeah. it. <laughs> we're, we're redoing it, but we haven't started it yet. So I, I just, I just feel like that that's a book that's ne- I'm never going to see the end of it. <laughs> uh, Aaron, how about you? Doomsday Clock. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, oh, oh, that turned out to be good, though. It did, no. three years later. <laughs> <laughs> the book that actually, if, that, if I'm going through my list of things, the book that I'm happy I that ended, uh, honestly, Justice League Legacy. That's just, or Odyssey, rather, because uh, mm-hmm. I just felt like there was going nowhere. What I would love to see more of, there's actually a couple, but I'm going to go with Unstoppable Wasp. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Joey, did you go? I didn't. I I kind of actually took it the way John did as well, of books that I was happy to see kind of like get an ending. Um, You know, it it hurt a lot, but when Giant Days ended or when Wicked and Divine ended, uh, at least it felt like they were tying the bow, you know, and it was like, mm-hmm. like wicked and divine ending is incredible and well-deserved. And we, we, we went so far with that book. Um, there, there were books that I was like, please end. And then when it did, <laughs> I was glad, like, like I wasn't on the show at the time, but the, the new 52 stuff, uh, oh, God. So some of that was, I've gone back and read some of that stuff. Um, and like the last like years worth of stories in the new 52, they, they were just like, like 
They were just like, there's a dead horse. <laughs> Let's do whatever we want. Um, yeah. So, so some of that stuff, like I was reading the Gene Luen Yang Superman stuff and, and he, he finished it out or he was close to the end. And those last issues are just like, Oh, abysmal. But then like his new stuff, it's like, Oh wow. He can actually write Superman. His Superman's actually really awesome. What happened? Um, and uh, the book that I had on here uh, that I wanted more of as well was um, the Kate Bishop Hawkeye West Coast Avenger stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that was it. Um, I mean, I a lot of the stuff when I think about endings, I think about books like a lot of limited series and creators that know when to end their story. And there's a lot of miniseries and limited series where it has just enough issues to tell the story it needs to tell. Uh, Aaron's touched on this in, in the last couple of weeks as well. I just, when when the, the story comes to its logical end and it doesn't need to be expanded upon just for the sake of moving more books and maybe revisit it later down the line if you have to. But um I think Wicked and the Divine was my was my big one for things that I think just ended on such a high. And um, a lot of it is knowing what to... I don't know. I, this part of the question was a little rough for me. But stuff that I would have loved to have seen continue, I have a bunch of those. But at the top of my list, I have Fearless Defenders. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. If you have not read Fearless Defenders... Go and check that series out. That series had so much potential, so incredible. And yes, it was kind of continued, but maybe not in the way that we would have hoped. That's a series that should have gone on for way longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then something else from, I believe, last year that was canceled I'm still mad about it is John Constantine's Hellblazer Mm -hmm. with Cy Spurrier. That series could have gone for at least another 12 issues. There's There was so much. That was the first time that I really, really loved John Constantine. I can't read him in other books now because of that series and how incredible the character is realized in those books. And um, that, to me, that's one hell of a, of a comic book series. I would have loved to have seen more of that. But... Unfortunately, we don't always get what we want. Nope. Yeah, I can I can do yeah. about fourteen others. <laughs> I know we all. Oh, absolutely, could. yeah. Uh, I definitely want to throw in the David David Walker, Sanford Green, oh. Power Man, Iron Fist. Oh yeah, uh, that book was so good. Yeah, Picard would be on that list certainly. Patsy Walker just loved the, loved the heck out of that. Yep, Frac- fraction still- fractions FF, actually FF yes. and Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. cut off because of those I- damn Inhumans. <laughs> I still miss G. Will Wilson's Ms. Marvel, uh, yeah. even though it, it ended on its own accord and it was time and, you know, they, they had the lead up and everything like that. I I could use more of that series every week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love, love that series so much.
Hi, Talking Comics. My name is Michael, and I'm a longtime listener. And I'm just dropping in to say congrats on your 500th episode. I've been listening to the podcast since 2011 or 2012 or so, back when I was either a freshman or a sophomore in high school, and I first discovered podcasts. And the first episode I listened to from the Talking Comics podcast was the Marvel vs. DC episode. And ever since then, I became a big fan and I tuned in every week. In fact, my commute to and from school at the time was long enough where I could finish an episode within a day. And sometimes I would finish an episode really early and then I'd just be sitting on the bus. Just really, really bored because I didn't have the Talking Comics podcast to listen to. So thank you for providing such great commentary on not only on comic books but on the industry as a whole and for providing such great interviews with both big name creators and small name creators um but aside from that the podcast and everyone on it has been so essential in developing not only who i am as a person but also who i am as a comic book reader it's because of the talking comic book podcast that i started reading way more indie books than i ever thought i would And uh, if it wasn't for the Talking Comics podcast, I'd probably still be reading mostly just Marvel and DC comics. So thank you for that. Um, In fact, uh, there's a book that Steve recommended way long ago that has become one of my favorite books. And that's Blankets by Craig Thompson. It's my all-time favorite comic book. So thank you to Steve for that. And thank you for the Talking Comics podcast for providing such great entertainment throughout the year and throughout the years and um providing such great commentary and insights and uh thank you especially for giving us the fans this opportunity to lend our voices to the podcast so um yeah thank you for that and thank you for everything hey talking comics my name's ari and i want to wish you a huge congratulations on your epic 500th show i'm out of toronto i like to call myself a comic aficionado Although, if I'm being truly honest with myself, I'm just a comic junkie. I have so many wonderful things I want to say about you guys from the fact that it feels like I have this group of friends that I've never even met who talk about the things that I love as well. And the fact that your podcast is very committed to a diverse and progressive approach to comics, both in terms of who you have in the room and the comics that you support. I love how you bring new things to me every week that I wasn't expecting to read about uh, that I then go and look at and be like, yeah, this is great. These people have something interesting and important to say. They come from, you know, a total different perspective than I would have even, uh, you know, thought about. uh, And I love that. Like, I really, really deeply love that. That said, I've got a question for you guys. Since May of last year, I've been writing a graphic novel. I'm about 230 pages in. I'd say I'm 85 to 90 percent of the way through. And I've just been having a blast doing it. It's a supernatural gangland mystery set in the 1920s in an immigrant community in Toronto called St. John's Ward, or just The Ward. It centers around the Jewish, Chinese, Black, and Italian communities that lived in The Ward, and deals with themes such as labor issues, racism, sexism, against the backdrop of magical shenanigans, especially a murderous collection of possessed clothes called the Schmata. So my question for you guys is, once this is done, how does it go from something that I, a person who has not published in the comic industry before, uh, has written to a published comic, be it a graphic novel or a maxi-series, however is the best format for it. It could go either way at this point. It's around the same size. I am not an artist. I can't draw anything to save my life. So the self-illustrated and self-published route is just right out for me. 
So on behalf of all the aspiring authors out there, whether or not they've actually written their story or not, yeah, I want to hear your guys' take on how you actually go from story to publication in the comic space. And I understand there's a few different routes depending on publishers, depending on, you know, uh, whether or not you have an artist in mind that you're working with or whatever, but i just love to get your guys' take on this. Thank you so much for playing my question and for just doing what you do, and I wish you guys 500, 5,000, whatever it is more, just like keep giving me more, and me and the internet will keep loving you to death. And we're back with our last round of call-ins from Michael and Ari. Did anybody else get, like, really fuzzy feelings when we found out that Michael's been listening since high school? I, I lost my mind. I was like that. I, I started crying. I was yeah, so emotional. <laughs> you grow up, you know? You grow up with these uh, characters on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He became a grizzled detective from the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we have Ari, who was telling us a little bit about their graphic novel idea and had a question. How do I get this published? <laughs> yeah. So now he I did. don't. Well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was I'll, just going to say, like, he, uh, you know, the, the first of all, this, the, it sounds awesome. It's, it does. I'd be in. I'd be in. I'd be in for it, but he, you know, he did say he's, he wants to kind of do something more self-published and what have you. And I, m- my mind immediately went to like, you know, digital. My mind immediately yeah. went to how a lot of actually our favorite creators, writers, artists, writer, artists, what have you, a lot of them start putting their work online. Right or or you know yeah. uh, or have their work whether it's DeviantArt or it used to be Tumblr. Tumblr's not really as much anymore. Um, remember when we had uh, uh, Ryan North on right to talk yeah. about Slaughterhouse Five? Did that mm-hmm. happen? We, yeah, yeah. And, and we just started talking about dinosaur comics and like that was kind of just his thing that you know he broke in with and, and got him a lot of attention. And Stepan puts his stuff up on DeviantArt all the time. So like there are the internet is a wonderful place, um, at yes. least to kind of get your work out there in a meaningful way. Perhaps not the entire thing, but enough to get people interested. Right. Um, and right. oftentimes that's the first step. And of course now there are platforms that will literally publish your work, things like Comicsology Submit and things like that um, right. that you can get your work up into. He needs to. I was going to say, no, I was going to say he needs to find an artist who wants, you know, find on the internet, somebody who wants to work on this with him. And then just as Joey was saying, go the, go the digital route, look at night. I mean, that's how we found night. Yeah. And and that's, that's the way to go. Yeah. So that, I mean, and finding an artist is going to be part of what I have to say, but uh, the first move that you're going to want to make, maybe not the first, but in and around the beginning, you're going to want to create a pitch package for your comic you're going to want sample pages you're going to want your elevator pitch you're going to want to practice it when you're talking to people to tell them you know really quickly what your idea is and how you can hook them and sell them on it uh you know early because they do any publisher hears pitches every day all the time you're going to want to stand out but uh what i would suggest is go and find stephanie Go and find uh, at Hello Cookie on Twitter and look for her creator resource mm-hmm. uh, organization 
where it is a collective of creators basically supporting one another in those endeavors, giving advice, doing talks, podcasts, all kinds of things about the creative process. See if you can't get yourself in there, start mingling around, and maybe see what kind of advice they have to offer you. Um, I've not used it myself, but if I know Stephanie and projects that she puts together, uh, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about Creator Resource. They're on Twitter, yeah. at Creator Resource. And yeah, I mean, that that there is a, is a really good tool that you could use to get connections with, with people and get advice yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So you, that, would be, yeah. that would be my move. That was great. You beat me to that, Steve. That, it is a great resource, literally, uh, in its name, and page rates contact information how how to reach how to out publish. to someone like how to publish there. it's all there mm-hmm. in in one space and anyone you yeah. reach out to there is going to help so that was that was a great call steve that's beautiful yeah 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 stephanie has done a lot of homework to you know help establish creator resource and she's doing it from a really good place of knowing knowing a lot of the creators and their struggle and what they deserve as the creators of these properties. It's very easy to be taken advantage of or to just be ignored outright and have people take your ideas. You're going to want to make sure that that doesn't happen. And um, Copyright, very that. important. Very important yeah. before you send copyright, off a pitch yeah. to somebody else. Even if it's only yeah, the, poor, yeah, the poor man's copyright of sending yourself a copy of registered mail that you can put a date on it. Well, I sent it to this company, but I had already, here's the date that I, I had, I had it three years before. Mm-hmm. It may not get you a, uh, a protection, but if you can't afford the regular copyright, that was always an, an old fashioned way to do things. But definitely now you, there's all that legal zoom stuff. You could probably do this for a lot less than you used to in the old days. So, cause from what I, from what you're pitching to us on the recording, it sounds like a hell of a thing that I would really like to read. Totally. And hey, like if you if you need to bounce some ideas off people, we're here. So, you know, reach out to us individually or as a group or whatever, and uh, we'll do what we can to help you out. All right. That's it. That's it. That's uh, that's gonna that's all our recordings. Those are all our questions. Huh. All right. This is the this is the big finish here. Of course, right at the top before we get into any of our mushy sign offs. Big, huge, huge thank you to everybody who indulged us in this week's podcast and celebrating our 500th. Um, it was a little bit of a big ask for people to make time in their lives to record something or write something. Everybody has an absurd amount of things going on right now with the ongoing pandemic and life just in general. And we just, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for taking the time out for us, letting us know how you feel about the show. I personally, for me, listening to these recordings and reading your, your emails and all the things that we've gotten have been really, really special for me and have very much re-energized me for this podcast. You know, I've been here since episode one and, you know, your love for, for anything that you do kind of comes and goes, it has its in and outs and whatever. And I, talking comics has been such a big part of my life. And I've said this on the show and I mean it, I don't know if this is going to come off as sad or whatever, but like, 
I there are days when I don't know who I am without this podcast and without my friends that I do this stuff and all the people that have come and gone. This has been such a part of my my weekly schedule. Um, it's been a really big part of me kind of putting myself out there, especially when I volunteered to take over as host of the show after Mars tenure was wrapped up. Um, if you've ever met me, maybe at a con, I'm a little bit more outgoing, but I'm actually kind of a shy person that just kind of lurks and maybe only talks when he has something funny to say or whatever, or feels completely comfortable with the conversation. But talking comics and this podcast has really allowed me to get more comfortable with myself. And I like that this podcast is constantly, constantly, constantly teaching me new things. You know, we get messages from people saying that they're going back to listen to the show from the very beginning. And I got to tell you, I cringe. I cringe so hard because I think about the person that I was there before I have the views or feel the way that I do about certain things now and how much I've learned and how much I've grown and changed throughout the years as we've done this show. And it has just been such a pleasure and an honor to share that growth and that life experience with all the people that have come and gone through the halls of talking comics and especially with our listeners throughout the years. You know, there are times when I wonder if anyone is still listening at all or if people are still hanging on and doing this particular episode and hearing these recordings and hearing the way that the show has affected people's lives and how much it means certain individuals really makes me appreciate what we have, what we've done and what we'll continue to do for as long as we do it. And, um, you know, just from me to everyone else, thank you so, so, so much for, for everything. You have all made my life so much more than I ever would have thought that it would be. Thank you. Um, now that that's over. Enough said. Uh, I'm sure if anybody else wants to say anything before we get out of here, please feel free to jump in. Anyone? Nailed it, man. Yeah. Okay. Really? Okay. Go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, you know, I, I will say this. I I have been in my mind. (laughs) I've been in my mind, a part of this team for the last 10 years. Um, I've been in reality, a part of this, actual hosting team for the last uh, almost actually i guess the next month will be like yeah, a year won't it so um hey. good lord that went fast what was i saying good lord anyway no um i can't say how perfectly timed this opportunity came especially as we were in the middle of the pandemic for those of you who don't know i live by myself except for now i got the dog but she wasn't here in the beginning she's a new cast member but um <laughs> It came at just the right time because, you know, you go from a space of being, if you're someone who, who who's single, you go from a space of being able to reach out and be in certain environments and pick and choose when you want to have that interaction to sort of being forced to be in your own space and in your own head and, and reevaluate what things are going to occupy your time. And sometimes if you don't, if you're not careful, it becomes sort of difficult to sort of space everything out, you know, the way that it needs to be spaced out, sort of a structure things the way they need to be structured to sort of maintain your sanity. Um, and this show was a perfect opportunity for me to focus on something, focus on something that 
was not work related because one of the other side effects of this whole uh, last year and a half has been, you know, my job is a very stressful and time consuming job. And now that they realize that you don't have to, I don't have to commute every day. They want to suck up those extra hours as well and get more out of me. And so this show has been a perfect opportunity to force my brain to do things that, you know, have left my own devices. I probably wouldn't do. Um, and it has been a saving grace for the last year. These friendships have been, you know, amazing for me. They, they are my Tuesday start. I go through a, a whirlwind of emotions Tuesday morning or Monday mornings now um, where it would start off with, oh, God, this is going to be my long day. Um, it's going to probably won't wrap up till about 1030 or so. But then as the day goes on, I'm like, literally, I'm not even kidding. You, this is how the day starts. And then as the day goes on, I'm like, oh, the day's going to be my long day. I probably won't wrap up till about 10. You know, then as we get closer to them, I'm like, I'm more excited about it. The closer it gets to, you know, being time to start recording It sort of it gets it's almost like a, a scheduled, you know, endorphins boost or something every week. And it helps so much. Um, and it definitely helps to, to know that someone else is hearing it and and receiving it the way it's intended to be received and sometimes, you know, letting me know the way it's being received even when it's not, you know, intended that way. And I value that. I value that, you know, objectivity and that feedback and that interaction and the mental exercises that go into creating this show. And, you know, and I, I, I think this year is, this has saved my years. So I, I very much appreciate the show and I appreciate everyone on the show, this cast. But like I said before, if Bob leaves, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I just I, I got to concur with Aaron I, as the newest member. I, I just the opportunity. I look forward to Mondays and Tuesdays or whenever we're recording more than I ever have. Just to have the outlet, outlet the friends both on the mic and out in the in the podcast world. It's it, it it's changed my my life and, and only for the better. And I'm just looking forward to 500 more. No, everyone grab their Kleenex, Bob. Go. <laughs> Yeah, bring, bring it, bring it home, Bob. Okay. First off, listening to these recordings, seeing these email, it is humbling to think that what we started as a as a passion project, just to have some people chatting about comics, created a community, community of friends on, on other continents and other countries of different ages, genders, races with all just the love of this small section of entertainment that was only for the uncool kids table and the world changed around us. We now have multi-billion dollar franchises of movies that people who never picked up a comic book before know these characters. And some of them, because of what we do have picked up books and discovered creators and our show and us and reached out to us in ways that have, as everyone's pointed out, changed our lives. I only semi-jokingly say that I'm, I'm an only child bachelor orphan. I wasn't in a really great place when we began all this. I was alone. A lot of stuff to try to keep myself occupied. And we began this and my life is much, much better. I have friends I, I can't imagine living without. And it's all because we did this, because we sat around a kitchen table in Bobby Jordan's apartment and chatted about comic books. So yeah. all you folks out there, 
to all the people who've graced these microphones and these chairs, my current co-hosts, certainly all the way back to Bobby and Stephanie and Brian and Brad and Mara and Melissa and Jess and Sarah and Carolyn and Kristen Godsnock, who's sat in with us and Kelly Sue and Whitley and all these people that I get an email and my day is better. It is, it is just stunning that after 10 years, you folks are out there that you still are interested and care about what we do, care about us as people. And it's mutual. We care about you too. And we care about each other. And I hope that shows in everything we do. Excelsior. Thank you you for that, Bob. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I agree. (sighs) Books. We are looking forward to this week. Uh, I'm going to go real quick. I'm going to pick up that Batman and Superman number 19, Detective Comics uh, 1038, Harley Quinn number four, Robin number three, and of course Wonder Woman 774. I'm also going to grab that Stray Dogs number five. Oh, Jess, be careful, Jess. He's going to talk about it again. (laughs) It's the final issue of the series. You know what that Um, means. (laughs) Yeah, the owner is going to die. No one survives. That's what he's going to get his. I, I, I know who's going to do it, too. Uh, let's see. I'm also at that gala business with the sword and the way and the Wolverine. Uh, attention for all you Caitlin Yarsky fans out there. Caitlin Yarsky is doing the art for Black Hammer Reborn number one Ooh. coming out this week. Hell yeah. And um, on my indie list here, I've got uh, two new ones. Uh, Good Luck, number one, from Boom Studios. I'm going to be checking that out, as well as Vinyl, number one. Uh, Something is Killing the Children, number 17, and Shadecraft, number four. Uh, Bob, what are you picking up? Wonder Woman 774. I'm still on board. There's also the Wonder Woman Black and Gold, number one. Yes. Fantastic Four Life Story, number two. Want to see how they start to address the 70s in that one. Captain Marvel, 29, with the whole magical element of that. Uh, Captain America 30 was due out, but I think that has now been delayed till July, and that is Tanisi Coates' finale on Captain America. Might pick up Old Guard Tales number three, which is an interesting Kelly Sue DeConnick story in it. I am looking forward to picking up the Blu ray of Godzilla vs. Kong, which comes out this week. That is probably it. All right. Uh, John, what are you picking up? Well, after last week's amazing planet size X-Men, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Sword number six, Wave X number three, and Wolverine number 13 to keep the gala going. Uh, X-Men Legends number four, uh, Checkmate number one, and then uh, Batman, Superman, Detective, and Robin. Nice. Which Robin? Aaron, how about you? Which Robin? Oh, Robin three. Not Damien. Hey, we almost made the whole show. I couldn't let that Damien. happen. Damien, Damien, yeah. the, the dead one. That's right. That's right. Little bitch. <laughs> Aaron, which books are you picking up that are not Robin? <laughs> um, basically, uh, most of what everyone said earlier with the Wonder Woman's and the the Hellfires and all that stuff. I'm going to be trying to get my pass into the Hellfire after party, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, the Captain Marvels. Um, I got the Teen Titans on here, but you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure quite yet, but yeah. um, 
Um, I, I'm kind of looking at this checkmate number one because I, I've appreciated them in the previous uh, run of checkmate. Um, the Marvel Voices Pride number one, Shadow Service number nine, um, and I got an asterisk next to Gamma Flight number one and Heroes Return number one. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's about it. Joey. Yep. The Gala Business, Wonder Woman, Detective, Batman, Superman, 100%. Something's going with the children. I, I probably will check out Gamma Flight. Um, once I saw that Al Ewing was also still doing it. Good Luck, you mentioned. Bitterroot, 14. Um, yeah. Marvel Voices Pride, I think Aaron just mentioned that. Firefly, 30. And uh, Silk, number four. Awesome. Awesome. Oh yeah, I forgot about Silk. Yeah, big big like, birthday week. Yeah. Lots of comics for for Batman eighty nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, I think that is going to do it for this week's edition, very special edition of the Talking Comics podcast. You can send us your comments or questions through our email podcast at talkingcomicbooks dot com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics, and we've also got TalkingComicBooks.com, where you can find reviews and features from our fantastic contributors. Bob, where can our listeners find you? Still old-fashioned email, Bob Ryer at TalkingComicBooks.com. Joey. At Joey Bercino. Aaron. At Aaron J. Amos. John. At John P. Burkle. And I am at Dead underscore Anchoress on the Twitter and the Instagram Thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has just been incredible. We got lots more episodes of the Talking Comics podcast to deliver to you throughout the years. And yeah, we'll uh, be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics podcast, to be continued. Liefeld thing. Yeah. <laughs> How in depth? Oh, we could do this in like two seconds. Oh yeah, it's not hard. And I, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I am. Uh, I am crow strike. Uh, crow blast is better. Crow blast is so much better. <laughs> yeah. All right, what am I? I am. I am, I am ice force. force. Uh, ice oh. force. <laughs> I'm, no, I have to admit, I'm disappointed. Ice Force doesn't really have a great if Bob range, goes if Bob goes Bob Ryan, he's Blood Whip. Blood Whip, yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. The, uh, having it to be Blast Whip doesn't 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 work. But Blood. Why whip. Aaron? Why Aaron got to be Shadow Shade? <laughs> yeah, uh, see, I, I was gonna ask Shadow Shade. <laughs> like what? <laughs> What the step and fetch it? How is it? What, what is, what is, oh what is going on? That's awful. Oh that is terrible. How can that be what? so on point racist? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. fell. We are going back in time to cancel you, Mr. Lifefell. What are you, crow, crow strike for you, Joey? No, I'm crow blast too. John and I have the same initials. Yeah. Okay. 
So we're Crow Strike, but we want to be Crow Blast because yeah. it sounds better. We're Crow Strike and Crow Blast. We're a team. Crow Blast. We're the Crow Blast brothers. <laughs> I tell you, you start to look at all the alliterative ones, and they're all terrible if you look across. Shade Blaze. Oh. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's, that's too many of our lives. We're not getting back. Steve, no, I'm, Steve yeah. did, did you have any books that you were happy to see and or want to see more of? <laughs> 